Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. Happy New Year! Hello, and welcome to the first Verbal Discharge of not 2016, not including 2014 and 2015 when we also put out podcasts. No, and I'm also still recording this in 2016, so we all may have died yet. But let's put that to one side and introduce what this is and this is what this is it is the first of a three part review of the year a three part best of the year as we look back on the year in full with highlights from every show we've done this year as well as the discharge team including myself and James and Ben um, looking at their best bits from the year looking at bits they enjoyed most looking at things what they look back on and think huh that was alright uh, the other parts will be up over the course of the next few days if you keep an eye on the website keep an eye on your your um, rss feed over the next week you'll see those uh hopefully those will have contribution from jordan however in the meantime i'm not going to keep you i'm not going to mark marin this and talk for seven minutes in which no one cares um we can mark the return of our old friend robo lucy to introduce this episode here she is good morning everyone i hope you're well happy new year you're only six years away now from us robots overthrowing you and taking the earth all right, Robert Lucy. Yeah, I'm fine. This year, of course, marked the death of hope and freedom and tolerance and, saddest of all, David Bowie. Um, but though the year started with that, 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 that loss, through the sheer, like, unadulterated pain and sorrow that I felt, that the village judge felt, team felt, um, we had still this panging of guilt Um we also, in our first new episode of the year, stumbled across a very funny joke about a member of the Conservative cabinet um, that would not only never stop being funny, but never stop being politically relevant. Here it is. Here's the highlights from episode 36 as we start this year's Verbal Discharge Review of the Year Part 1. Episode 36, George Osborne is a cocaine enthusiast. So, um, there's something that I feel we should, uh, we, we should mention. Which is um, the as I'm sure we will all remember the last episode we released, which was Bowie and Badger's bus stop dance. Yes. Now this was a particularly interesting episode yes. for us, um, but not for reasons that we could have anticipated or predicted. <laughs> um, because in the sh- obviously in the show's title, there was Bowie, as in David, David Bowie. Bowie, and then the day after we put the show out. David Bowie died. No, the more interesting thing is, if you look at it, he died within half an hour of the show going up. Really? Online. He died inside half an hour so, of us putting that show up. All I want to say, and I want to clarify, because I don't know if any of us have discussed this between ourselves yet, did we accidentally kill David Bowie somehow? I, I wouldn't rule ourselves out. I honestly felt guilty. Um, I had I woke up that morning at about sort of half nine or something on the, the Monday morning, having put the show out the previous evening. And I had one, two texts on my phone. One from my mum saying, David Bowie's dead. You, you better be ready with a verbal discharge cover story. And another <laughs> from Ben Knight, our occasional fourth, fourth member who isn't here today, just saying, it's your fault, I blame you. So <laughs> I can't help but feel slightly responsible for killing the, the god and idol that is David Bowie. But we're all equally, I think, blameworthy. Yes. We, we, we all share this burden as being, I suppose, respectively, mm. all responsible for a quarter of the death 
of David Bowie. Did you make any small talk with the driver? I did. I did. Go the on. The driver said to me, oh, so do you work at... Do, uh, I'm not going to do the accent. So do you work at the hospital? And I said, oh, You still no. kind of did the accent. I, was, I, still, I still did the accent. I said, no, I, I, I don't work at the hospital. I, I was in a lot of pain and not feeling particularly verbose. Right, I, I didn't okay. really, really engage. Um, to which he then replied, oh, are you, are you visiting someone? Like your dad or your girlfriend? Which, <laughs> which, which amused me, the fact that A, he gave two examples, and B, the thought, he looked at me and thought, that looks like a man in a stable relationship. Um, <laughs> I had x-rays for... I've spoken on Discharge previously about my old third kneecap I used to have. Yes. Um, and I remember when... Because uh, I'd have to go for regular checkups, like once every six months, I think it was. They'd, they'd just <laughs> yeah. look at how it was progressing. And every time they had one, they'd have you lie down on this bed. And it, it's, it's for a, for the age I was at the time, like eight or nine, it's terrifying. Yeah. Because they put you down on a bed. And then they go stand behind like yeah. a protective <laughs> shield wearing a lead vest. And, and you've got a feeling of like, no, why do you get a lead vest? Don't leave me in here with all the radiation. They gave you, give you like a little lead lined blanket thing. They didn't give over. me anything. Why, why they is just nobody, left me. You they need left gonad me. gonad protection. They left me to mutate. Right. You need gonad protection because x-rays are bad for, <laughs> bad for the, any kind of reproductive system. But like, I, I remember like, 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 they sort of like put you on a bed. And then it, the bed sort of slid into this huge, huge revolving sphere. And it's really, really noisy. And I had to lie there for like an hour and a half. Yeah. But they let you bring a CD. So <laughs> I, I listened. You could use one CD. You could bring it. You could bring a CD and they'd play it oh. over like the speakers. I listened to Busted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was this 2003, I'm guessing? Oh, it would have been around then. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been, I would have been, been 9, 10 in 2003. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been. I think it was the, uh, it was the one with, uh, that's what I go to school for, oh, <laughs> which is probably yeah, yeah, yeah. their best album. <laughs> what a choice. If you're, you're given one album to listen to whilst being blasted by whilst, radiation. Whilst they kill you with radiation. Like... <laughs> what do you think Chernobyl's choice would have been? <laughs> the nation. <laughs> Something from Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though Mastodon that didn't exist at the no, time. The Chernobyl but, but disaster. If they, could, if they could come here now and say the one thing they'd have liked to play while the divers went in there and got terrible, terrible cancer as so, remember the divers that went into like the yeah. plug and and got blasted with radiation one way trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should have done that listening to Mastodon. <laughs> <laughs> the exact time George Osborne will be walking down a dark alley <laughs> and a, a cricket bat for you and all of your friends. I prefer sort of sniper ready locations. But sniper yeah, ready no, locations. That, that, that'd be no, too no, quick. The, Far too quick. I you want, I you want to I'd... feel his bones snap. But at the same time, the more seconds I get between him dying and me dying, the better. <laughs> Life free of George Osborne. <laughs> I'm not so sure that I'd agree because I'd love to... Uh, maybe not a cricket bat because cricket bats are very... Um, Unwieldy. Like... Yeah, not, not necessarily I was say baseball bats, but then I thought, oh, I'm British, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> cricket bat. Maybe if like the cricket bat was full of nails, yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd be good. Or like wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, no, yeah. But that, that's that, kind of the thing is, you put cricket bat, no nails in a cricket bat. You begin bashing him. You've got to sort of rip it back out. But is that not more satisfying? The, yeah, the good, no, because the, it gets the, stuck in there, and he has time to retaliate. By but, but even though he has time to retaliate. Yeah. He's got a cricket back stuck to him then. Because yeah. if, if you get a good one, just like like, like maybe maybe in the back of his lungs or, or like a or like a, a thigh, that is going to really, really be a nightmare for him the to get is, out. The thing is, I know I was always rubbish at cricket, so I'd probably like wildly miss, um, and then I may scratch his shoulder a bit. 
At which point he's got plenty of time to reach into his pocket and just start throwing money at me, mm. which may give me a paper cut. Money he's taken away from everybody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the money or of the masses. No, or money he was born into because his dad's a rich like wallpaper man. Mm. Is he? Yeah. His oh, dad's yeah. a rich wallpaper man. Yeah, he's made of Made of wallpaper. wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, pastes all over the place. Maybe. So flops around. <laughs> he's just a few sheets of wallpaper <laughs> stuck together in the shape of a man. It's not even real. George Osborne's just like, sits down to dinner with him. <laughs> Why aren't you eating, Dad? <laughs> he just and flops he just over fl- into yeah, the spaghetti. Yeah, flops into the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> the sauce is entirely made up of wallpaper paste. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, that was a one time someone was like, oh yeah, you, you've got a... Um, HMV Macclesfield, and I've, I had to stamp them. Macclesfield is a very, very conservative. Is, is considered a safe Tory seat. Mm. Oh wow, we've we've been conservative since '68, I think. Really, that's yeah. pretty impressive in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> it looks to me like George Osborne these days probably wakes himself up in the morning by having cocaine for breakfast. So oh, he fit yeah. right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know when people have like that Candorel, which is that s- sweetener that's not sugar, yeah. and they, they kind of put it over their shreddies, yeah. but he does that with cocaine. <laughs> or he just... Like, <laughs> he's got, he, get, he gets a dab of cocaine on a shreddy and rubs it against his gums. <laughs> his alarm goes off. He rolls over the other side of his bed. He's have a pillow that's made entirely of cocaine. He just sniffs it. <laughs> he buries his face. Back up. <laughs> Oh, and he's ready to like take everyone's money. <laughs> does, does some lines off like his paper wallpaper dad. Uh, we'll be... Thank you as ever for listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be back next week um, with more discharge goodness. Hilarious discharge. Hilarious. Hilarious. I'm going to go out goodness. on a limb and say it will be the best ever. Do you want to also go out by saying the final word of the show, Jordan? Fracking. Episode thirty-seven. Totally McDuck. All right there, I'm Jordan Jordan Reynolds. Hello, no, Jordan Reynolds. It's nice to meet you. You're Jordan right, Reynolds. Jordan Reynolds. Right. How, right. how are we doing, Jordan Reynolds and Jordan Reynolds? I'm all right, Jordan Reynolds. I've been working in the uh, the, the factories in Telford, Jordan Reynolds. How about in, The factories in, in Telford? I thought there was just a big M&S. <laughs> Don't care, there's a sheep dragon of the hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, better watch out for them, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> don't kill me, I'm Jordan Reynolds, I don't want to die. What about you, Ben? Any any misconceptions? Any hilarious mishaps? Come on, Ben. Um, Conjure a tail. Spin us a yarn! There's one I'm thinking of, but I wasn't a child, I'm not sure if I can say it here. Say it! <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Well, I wasn't taught I, in school. Okay, well, uh, well that's... Uh, well, oh, oh, right. Oh, okay, okay. Should I say it? Should I say it? Do it. What was are it? you about was, to say? I wasn't this taught is... in school what a hymen was. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I think that's an, I think that's enough. That's <laughs> yeah, that's as much as we can that's, really say. Uh, I've, 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 I, feel, I feel like that's like explains everything that needs to be explained in the one line. Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. You like, can pretty much imagine how things went from there. I also <laughs> never, never, never heard about hymens, and then I went to Africa and came across this massive cat. I went, oh, that must be a, that must be a, a hymen, not a hy- hyena. Get out! Oh, sh- go okay. jog, stop jog, it, jog Robin! Okay. Stop it! Pack it in. We can turn this car around, Robbie. <laughs> Pack it in. You better book your ideas up, pal. I've, <laughs> I'm going to be disapproving dad from now on. No, you better book your ideas up, pal. You book your ideas Turn this car around. Your boyfriend's here. <laughs> <laughs> Working class dad. Working class dad thing. Oh, your boyfriend's oh, here. Oh, your boyfriend's here. Oh, oh, dad, you're embarrassing me. Your boyfriend's here. <laughs> How dare you be ill? How dare you have illness? Really now here's a true story about a boy called George. Managed to get blow stuck all in his paws. The doctor said you've only got three weeks left and recommended you switch to meth. <laughs> <laughs> so-
silly George. <laughs> so George talked to his mate DC, and Dave said it's time for the NHS to go, you see. And George cut all the funny and kept it for himself, and went back to snorting snowflakes off a shelf. <laughs> oh, George. <laughs> So George went to the hospital wielding an axe, killed six in maternity, three in EOS. Bear this in mind, and I'm sure you'll agree, it's not the place for him. No, 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 wait, it is the place for him for four more years because of bloody democracy. It is, it is the place that George Osborne's going to be stuck for the next four years in charge of making these decisions. It, that's an accident. This is where all of this was this leading. leading. Yeah. So wait a second. I know a George. Ah, it's that one. I, th- I was just thinking George from the uh, uh, Rainbow. <laughs> Did you? If he you was a meth addict, who incidentally is the same voice as uh, Jordan. Robbie, have you <laughs> gone to uh, to a very elaborate sort of? Uh, like, why have you set this up for two weeks now? This has been a two-week-long-running joke that you've established. For two weeks, you've but gone to so much <laughs> effort to infer that George Osborne still does cocaine. Yes. Yeah, I have, yeah. Now that we've sold out Wembley, okay, yeah. I think the next logical step for us to take in our career is for us to devise right now, mm. right here, and come up with a pitch for our own Verbal Discharge children's TV show. It's Brilliant, exactly that's where the money is. My that's own, where immortality I need, is. I need some characters, I need okay. some plots, I need uh, some settings, I need some stories. What have you got? From scratch. From scratch. Okay, so... I propose we a... have one character called Ducky McDuck. Ducky McDuck. Okay, fantastic. Who is Ducky McDuck? Ducky McDuck is a giant duck, but he wears... No, no, he's a small duck, but he wears really, really big cowboy boots. But he doesn't wear a cowboy hat because, you know, it doesn't fit him. He's a dog. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Wait, wait. The hat oh, doesn't no, fit him, but, but no, the no, boots okay. do. We can't, we can't have a cowboy duck and not address the Bill issue. The Wild Bill. Hey I know. Hey-o! Right? No, every, every, every time he walks into a scene, his friends call him, Hey, Wild Bill. And he goes, he gets really close and he goes, What, what are you saying there? <laughs> What, what, don't what, what, call what, me Bill. What, no, Bill. Is that, is that, I don't. I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Why? Why are you calling me what that? What the? What the quack did you just say to me? <laughs> I'm gonna quack <laughs> you up, home slice. You mother quacker. He did it whenever he's going to say a, a naughty word. He just substitutes in quack, which means we get with adult storylines. Wait, uh, uh, James, in calling it a children's show, how old are these children? Is it like more? Is it more seven to seven to twelve range, or is it more one to five? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, around there. Like, like well, no, 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 so no, no, no. I, just, I just gave you, I just gave you a multiple yeah. choice question. You said yes, <laughs> as in, as in, I think that that, that sort, sort of step seven, it up, Boston. Seven to twelve, uh, sort of like late child to early yeah, yeah. teenage. That's pretty good. Not, not, yeah, not, yeah. not quite like like the, the, the tweeny audience so, is not our audience. I, I, I feel like I feel like you can get away with more innuendo there with the uh, with the whole the quack issue are we taking a educational point on this are we going to try and teach the kids something or is it we should we should but it shouldn't be typically educational things this should be a tale of Ducky McDuck's hard life on the streets okay and, yeah. we, and it should teach the kids street smarts and teach them about important social issues do, okay. do, does he start off in the streets or is there some sort of character development that so leads about, him right, to the streets about 1% of kids may at some point go on to live on the street at some point in their life oh that's true so that's heartbreaking we need to teach that so 1% a lot of ducks as well what they're gonna do all the ducks live on the street or yeah. in a pond even worse oh my um, god yeah it's, it's horrible so we need to teach them exactly what it's like, what life is like, how hard the school of hard knocks knocks them. Yeah, I'm liking the sound of this. Yeah. You, so how do we do that, Robbie? We do that with a complicated episode structure that builds towards a finale. Right, so let, let's start off. Let, let's say pilot episode. What, what, how, do we, how do we want to start? I'd like us to come up with like, like some... Like, like, let's say 
Dougie McDuck has some real hard addiction issues. Okay. Like, so we wake up. Oh, no, no, no. Dougie McDuck wakes up at the start of an episode in oh. his heroin in his heroin den. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm so tired. No, uh, could I, you do I, that in a slightly like, like, I want some sort of like sloppily cartoonish kind of. Oh, jeez, I'm so <laughs> tired. I've been up all night smoking crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, there we go. So, so far, for Ducky McDuck, I've got small duck in big boots. Big boots. Big but, boots full of meth. But it, 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 it doesn't take him off. He doesn't take him off yeah. to go to bed. So, like, it, when he's got the blanket over him, you can see the outline of the big boots. <laughs> right, okay. So, Ducky McDuck. The twist is he's not actually got any feet. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a, trip, a double amputee. Yeah. He's a double amputee. He actually had a third leg, but you know, <laughs> we'll never know about that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, that's a good point, actually. We can establish some character there. Yes. Why is he an amputee? Uh, the war. Which war? Iraq. <laughs> he was in, oh, right. Oh, well, that's a social issue right there. <laughs> Tony Blair standing over Ducky McDuck. Or like a Tony Blair figure. So, like I don't know, like, like a mongoose with really big ears. Going like, we're going to war! The US is to sow a wheat, and Ducky McDuck's like, what would he say, Ben? Oh, I guess we're going to have to go to war. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've lost the Ducky McDuck voice. I don't remember how we sounded the first time. Oh, I time. guess we're going to have to go to war. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, oh, I've lost both my legs. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I stepped in an IED back oh. in, <laughs> in Hellman Province. Oh, my legs. <laughs> Someone better give me some good old meth. <laughs> Today's going to be a real bummer. <laughs> I just need some of the crystal. I, I question whether we should use crystal meth or whether we should use like bread as a substitute. Bird seed. Much the way... Yeah, 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 yeah. There needs to be an analogy there. But, but, it's, like, the but it's, that... it's like being dubbed in. Oh, jeez, I've been having to smoke bird seed <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to, to get over the pain in my legs. But I don't think I have the money anymore for any more bird seed. <laughs> so I'm going to have to t- start turning tricks on the, seat, on the street if I have to buy more bird seed. Ben, why don't you give us... The last word of the show. Uh, clamber. And then on episode 38, the week before having a very important political guest on the show, we spent an awful lot of time talking about Keith Chegwin's penis. Episode 38, Keith Chegwin's surprisingly awesome robot penis. Have you ever met anyone p- politically figured, James? I have met figured. the... Yeah, like um, in the shape of... Oh, yeah, yeah baby, so- yeah. Shake that political figure <laughs> for me. Oh, I like the way your political curves fall. Just sort of in the shape of Chairman Mao. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. go on. Is talk. that a sexy thing? Shake your Mao for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shake your dictator for me. <laughs> I love it when you talk austerity measures. Anecdotes. What do you count as an interesting darts player? I don't know why. Like, like one who has googly eyes and a tail. There's, there's there's a man who's an expert in comedy who really really knows comedy. Okay, Mister Comedy, Mister Mister Comedy he's himself. He's known as Mister Comedy. Anyway, Netception. Netflixception. Netflix. What's Netflixception? Netflixception. Wait, is that when you get someone pregnant during no, Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Conception. Netflixception. It's when you, yeah. yeah you you pull someone out of the womb. Through YouTube? watching Netflix, like binge watching Arrested Development, yeah. <laughs> can you? Um, you can, yeah. You're, you're in the, the middle of the Sons the of Witch, Anarchy. All of a sudden, someone has a baby. That sharp, Somebody has a son of anarchy. Mm-hmm. Ah, no. Matilda was an unstoppable killing machine. I was hoping we could just discuss all of these, okay, uh, and kind of you know state the case for why they should be brought back to television. Okay, no problem. Um, the first one, Silent Fitness. Was Is, this like? 
uh, an exercise video with a cast of Silent Witness. Or <laughs> in, in complete silence. Yeah. Oh, is it, I thought it was exercising <laughs> exclusively to the song Silent Night. It's both. It's both. They, they play Silent Night over the credits. As but I'm it's sure, muted. I'm, as I'm sure you all remember. But all, all of the exercise has to be done in near silence. If you play a song and it's muted, are you even playing a song at all? Well, if you... Only if a tree falls nearby and no one's watching it. <laughs> no one's watching the tree. Yes. And the Pope is um, in the woods. The, the, po- the, why is the, the Pope... Pope is in the woods. Why is the Pope always in the woods? I don't know. What's he doing in the woods? Why does nobody stop the Pope and ask him what he's doing in the woods? <laughs> because he's too busy. He's, he's a really intimidating Pope. Maybe that's where the hotline to God is that he's got. He keeps it. He's out, out in the yeah. woods. That would so be no the most. That would be the most mundane thing. If if God really had just like put a mystic telephone down so we could actually <laughs> talk to somewhere him. in the wilderness, and, and, the, and the Pope's just gone. I'll hide this in the woods. A dog comes along and wheezes in it. Like he, he actually takes requests. He gives like everyone a request. Like <laughs> oh my my family uh, of all are all dying of cancer. Can I? And the Pope's like no no. I want, I want all of your wishes. What do you I think? quite like the fact that the Pope taking requests would be like a, a, a radio DJ on Fridays. Like <laughs> Simon Mayo doing all requests Friday. Do you he want to and... save your family <laughs> from cancer? Fantastic. Too bad, here's the Macarena. <laughs> here's the cure from cancer. This was requested by Janet from Huddersfield. <laughs> yeah. If the Pope has a phone out in the woods he can use to contact God, does that mean, say, I don't know, maybe God's busy doing God things. He's, he's switched his phone off. It's in his pocket. What does God's answer phone sound like? <laughs> it's just just terrible, terrible. Like you pick it up and you hear it, and your mind explodes because you can't cope with the voice of God. It's just it's it's like it's Cthulhu. A, you can't comprehend it. There's just like a heavenly orchestra, just like, oh, please, this is God. Please, <laughs> sorry, I can't. I can't reach my phone right now. I'm doing God things. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, he's omnip- He's everywhere. And he's doing everything. So we know he can get to the phone. He's chosen not to. So I don't know why Bob was making excuses, God. Yeah. He's such a terrible liar. Sorry I'm not at the f- phone right now. I'm everywhere else. <laughs> I'm everywhere else but in this phone call with you, Francis. And the Pope's down in the woods. Just like, oh. God, why won't God return my calls? We had such a nice dinner. Anyway, moving along. Keith Jagwin's shriveled, shriveled penis. The Keith Jagwin's penis. Keith Jagwin's penis. Um, Keith Jagwin's penis. Keith Jagwin's penis for Keith Jagwin's penis. Keith Jagwin's shriveled penis. Keith Jagwin had his penis out and everyone just rolled with it. Keith Jagwin's penis. I do not want to talk about Keith Jagwin's penis. No, no, no you're getting... You, you know, like, like a Dalek is sort of the suit of armour and there's this little alien creature inside. Yeah. Yeah, that's Angela Merkel. She's a little, like... She's, she's, a, she's a little German woman yeah, encased like, in sweat. So this would be and like, you, all you're doing is licking the sweat trying to get to the centre. Like a jawbreaker. <laughs> lick the Dalek. I'd want to lick the creature on the inside. Would you? Have you seen what a Dalek looks like? Yeah. Yeah, of course you have. Have you seen what <laughs> Angela Merkel's true self looks like? It's disgusting, trust me. But you still want to lick it. A bit like her outside self. Hey. Uh, Final word of the show, Robbie. Uh. Hi, it's me, James, of the podcast you're listening to now, Verbal Discharge. Now, as some of you will know, on episode 39, one of our earliest shows this year, we got to do something very, very exciting, and that something was to interview a nationally known political figure, Natalie Bennett. God knows why she agreed to come on the show. It's a show that we started off doing just to experiment with sound and to have a bit of a laugh with when we first came to university. And then at the start of this year, in the midst of our third and final year of study, we find ourselves somehow sitting in the studio 
with a nationally known politician, Natalie Bennett, the then leader of the Green Party. Um, Now, it wouldn't be right for me to introduce this clip without me first saying a big, big thank you to Kyle Balderson and UDSU Generation Green. They helped us massively, massively to help set this one up. Uh, We absolutely couldn't have done it without them. Now, when we... Uh, arranged to well, basically we arranged this interview by just pestering and pestering and pestering old, old Natalie until she finally caved and agreed to do it so we sent her emails we knew she was coming to Derby to the university to give a speech but we wanted to know if we couldn't just sort of you know steal her away for 20 minutes to half an hour and do an interview with her on our radio show So we sent her emails and a few emails, and we got sort of half answers back, saying like, oh yeah, we'll be in touch with you soon, blah, 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 blah. We weren't expecting anything. And then it gets to two days before she's scheduled to come to Derby, and we get an email through saying, she'll do it, Natalie Bennett, the leader of the Green Party, will come on your shitty little student radio show. And obviously the first thing we did was panic, because we hadn't prepared an interview and Lord knows we would have to. So we spent the next two days frantically trying to scrape together an interview and some questions that we could throw at her. Um, unfortunately, Ben had to sit this one out because there's only four microphones and his microphone was forfeit to Natalie Bennett herself. Um, so me, Robbie and Jordan were there waiting for her at the front of the university atrium and we were told at about seven o'clock or so natalie bennett will be there take her in show her the uni take her to the studio do your shit then give her back to us she's got to give a talk and we were like fair enough so we took her in and we were speaking to her and she seems to be a very genuinely interesting uh, person uh, who, who seemed excited to be there she told us about her personal experiences when she was at university doing student radio shows, she actually humoured us when we started talking about Action Man. She was a genuinely, genuinely interesting figure. Um, not to say she didn't give us a few politicians' answers. She definitely rambled on, hoping that we'd uh, 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 that, uh, her mass of words would appease our insatiable lust and desire for hard, hard, hard political answers. But yeah, she did the interview... Lots of people listen to it for some reason. Hopefully, you will enjoy it now. And I hope you especially enjoy the cheeky little question that our very own Robbie Owen throws in there at the very end, which caused her aide, Martin Katz, Green Party councillor for Derby, to shoot out of his seat in a moment of sheer, sheer horror. Episode 39 with Natalie Bennett. UK. Okay, were you enjoying that there, Jordan? Yeah. Do you know what else you might be enjoying? What might I be enjoying, good sir? For those of you at home that aren't aware, today is a bit of a special episode. A bit of a special episode. A very special episode, let's say. We are being joined by none other than our very own... Or not our very our own. The country's very own. We are part of a nation that celebrates this woman. That celebrates the right to democracy. Yes. Wait, and Australia? Sh- hey. <laughs> hey. We are having the on the show later today, in about an hour, um, the head of the Green Party in England and Wales, 
Natalie Bennett. The, and this is actually happening. Like, this this isn't a lie. I know we lie a lot. Yeah. That is kind of part of the premise of our show. Yeah. But Just this lying. is not a lie. For whatever reason, she has agreed to do this. She yeah. is 100% on board for our show. And we're one hour away from her due to arrive, due to, due to come on the show. If she cancels now, if she isn't on the show, she's cancelled in the last minute. Speaking now, we're expecting Natalie Bent to be live on the show from six o'clock. I'm starting to sound like Michael McIntyre. <laughs> I don't know why she would agree to be on it. I don't know how we got her to agree to be on it. I don't know anything about how she's on it, but she's going to be on it in in in, in ten minutes. Ah! I'm suddenly really nervous. I don't know about either of you. I'm. I'm I've got. I've, I feel. I feel like the adrenaline's about to kick in. Hmm. No, no, no. I'm. I'm not nervous anymore. I've, my, my nerves are long gone. I'm just excited. She's coming on our show. We've. We've got this. We've got this. We've definitely got this. Oh. Meditation, meditation. Hello, you're back with Verbal Discharge on Phantom Radio. The time is about 25 past six, and we've got some exciting news. I mean, we've been talking about it a lot <laughs> anyway. Here with us in the studio, we have the leader of the Green Party, Natalie Bennett. And it's lovely to be here. How are you, how are you doing? Great, thanks. So this has definitely taken me back to my student radio days, which were quite a few years ago. <laughs> Can you do any impressions or accents or any? We've got to ask, by the <laughs> way. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, um, I used to be uh, a reviewer of fringe theatre. Mm. But I right, think I, okay. I, was, I was always better in the audience than I would ever have been on stage. Okay. So. Are you sure you don't have a mean Daffy Duck impression stuck <laughs> yeah. up your sleeve? No, a no, mean no. Daffy I, Duck. I, I think, you know, it's just like, you know, karaoke. Um, I got thrown out of the primary school choir for being tuneless. Um, so, <laughs> primary you know, school? Yeah, primary school. It's a bit cruel, I think, yeah. really, in retrospect. <laughs> uh, so uh, as a result of that, you know, I've got a bit of a complex about, um, you know, singing or, or indeed putting on accents. You know, I can get really geeky about soils. But don't, but don't worry, I'm not going to. A nice to. sandy loam. <laughs> well, well uh, when I was taught soil science, it was taught as purely a chemistry subject. And actually in the sort of 25 years since, people have come to now realise that's a whole rich ecosystem. And, you know, the fungi in the soil actually helps to draw the, helps the plants to draw up nutrients, draw up water. Okay. And actually mm. produces antibiotics that helps plants fight disease. Do and you... all of that was just not, you know, not talked about when I studied soil science. Yeah. Do you have a favourite soil? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, I, I, I don't think so. Well, I, I have a sort of, I, I really like the fungi, but um, I'm, not, I'm not really allowed to say that because, you know, I, that's too geeky. So my mind is <laughs> would tell me I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> Uh, well, I think the thing is that actually you know, I do not think that Donald Trump will be elected as um, US president. But if he was, he would actually... It would be terrifying. Yeah. Well, well, it would be. But I think you know, to get elected as US president at the moment, he is appealing to the Republican base. Mm. He's appealing to the most extreme elements. Um, you know, what I said very clearly at the time when I signed that petition was what we're talking about is you know, what he had just said. Some really yeah. horrific statements he's ma- he'd made about Muslims. Mm-hmm. You know, some really horrific things. If and I don't think it will happen, he were to be elected, um, then he would have had to backpedal right. to yeah, get elected. Okay. So then he would be in a different place. So okay. you know, that, that petition was for that particular moment in time. Um, you know, Yes, if he was US president, I don't think he obviously couldn't bar him from the country, but then he would have to be a different, you know, a different Donald Trump. Mm. You know, the way in which you know, some people play politics is at different times, okay. different years, different seasons, different elections. They seem like entirely different people. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I wish I shared your confidence on Donald Trump, though. I'm, 
I am slightly terrified of the thought of him being the most powerful man in the world in 12 months, but well, I, <laughs> there I think, we go. I think, I think the thing is, if he is selected as um, a Republican candidate, yeah. um, there will be a lot of uniting behind whoever the other candidate is, is because they're not Donald Trump. True. This Which is hopefully true, yeah. would so, be so, Bernie so, Sanders. So, so you only need 51% of people to go not Trump. Yeah. And yeah. you got there. So moving along now to a quick-fire questions round. Okay. <laughs> um, this will sort of address the uh, work-life balance you mentioned before. <laughs> oh, actually, I can put, add some tense music to make this one very <laughs> fitting. Here we go. It's like a game show now. Um, what is your favourite film? Uh, what's my favourite film? Oh, um, I have to say that I don't actually watch very many films. Um, I can't really think of any, to be honest. Do you know okay. the last oh, film you saw at the cinema was? Or? Uh, yeah, it was the... Um, uh, was it the beautiful girl? The one about the, the first trans man who had the... Oh, yeah. The, oh, Danish, yeah. Girl. the Danish girl. Yeah. The Danish yeah. girl, yeah. Danish yeah. girl yeah. with Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. 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 Okay. What is your favourite album? Oh, well, this is where I actually go back to... My favourite band is... I'm proving exactly how old I am here. Going back to uh, Australia and um, uh, there's a band called Red Gum, who's a sort of protest mm-hmm. band. And, okay. And, 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 they're in, and this is a real challenge to see how good your record library is if you want to play this later. <laughs> uh, their, their sort of most famous song is called I Was Only 19 and it's an anti-Vietnam War protest song. Right, okay. okay. Favourite favorite book then? Have you, have you got, do you read much fiction or...? Um, I, to be honest, I read a, gr- a great deal of, of non-fiction. Non-fiction. Uh, not, 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 non-fiction is my... So, and I read really, really obscure non-fiction. Mm. Um, so I'm actually going to cite a book that is actually about ooh, 600 pages. We will. Um, I'm going to note, note this one now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I'd recommend it from the library because it costs goodness knows what. But well, I, got, I got it from a library, but it's called Latin Women Poets. Uh, and this, this ties into my first politics, which is feminism. Hmm. And it actually was done a huge amount of work after the um, the wall came down, uh, going into Eastern Europe and discovering all of these women who'd written, you know, were educated women right through the Middle Ages, through the period who were writing poetry, and really uncovers women's lives from really unexpected parts of the world. Hmm. Um, women Latin poets. There you go. That, no one else will recommend <laughs> that. I think that's a, that's a good. I, I, also, I prefer a, yeah. an obscure answer to something slightly more mainstream. Yeah. So, yeah, light reading there. Uh, do you have a favourite brand of sweet corn? Favourite brand of uh, does sweet corn come in brands? Well, Sorry, I maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think we, we were sort of hoping, hoping you'd say. shout Green Giant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is this is where I'm you know proving my greenness by saying I was thinking of I'm a member of the People's Supermarket, which is a cooperative in London. Okay. And I was thinking of, the, of when we have green, you know, a, a sweet corn in season and the green cobs are there. I'm thinking there's no brand names on there. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, like, do you have a favourite TV programme on that similar line? Oh, well, no, I wouldn't say favourite, but, you know, okay. I, will, I will confess it because my father controlled the... Um, uh, the, the well, I don't think we actually had a remote in those days, but mm-hmm. the, the father, my father, controlled the TV viewing. So um, uh, anyone who knows about probably 1970s television programs, I will confess that I used to, as a child, watch the Dukes of Hazard. Okay, ah, okay. there we go. <laughs> okay, important question now. Um, David Cameron, Jeremy Corbyn, Nigel Farage. Snog, marry, avoid. <laughs> uh, I, I have a general rule of avoid. Avoid, um, you know. I, I just avoid those questions. So you'd avoid all three. <laughs> no, I'll avoid the question. Oh, right. <laughs> that's fair enough. Okay, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't marry all three. You wouldn't marry the question, or uh, I, th- question. I think that would probably be illegal um, to marry all three. Oh, well, well, yeah. Actually, it <laughs> would be illegal under yeah. um, <laughs> uh, several laws. Uh, well, I, I know you've got a talk coming up in, in about ten minutes now, and I realise you don't have much time. And you need to get mic'd up and get ready. So. Just um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been great talking to you. 
And as a token of our appreciation, because you know when people come on shows and that sort of stuff, they, they give someone something to go home and remember us by. We would love to present you with this signed copy of the early 2000s Action Man animated series on DVD. <laughs> That's, um, you know, I sometimes get flowers and things. That's definitely entirely original. Is, is that original? <laughs> oh, that, that, that's, that's over, what we're going for. There's over three hours of extreme action on that. <laughs> um, well, that, that kind of ties with the Dukes of Hazard, really. Yeah. Are, you, are you already a fan of the early 2000 animated action man film or series? I confess that I don't think I've seen any of them. It's new to you. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. you've got a whirlwind of an experience coming up for you, I assure you. Um, so I think there's only yeah, a couple of things that remain to be said. Just, again, thank you for spending the time with us. Thank you for taking that. And one final question. Just how much cocaine does George Osborne do in a week? <laughs> um, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I, 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 people ask me, you know, when David Cameron said I should be on the TV debates, you know, yeah. uh, you know, had we sat down and talked about it? And the answer was no, we hadn't met at that point. And I okay. indeed have never met George Osborne. You lucky, lucky yeah, thing. very yeah. lucky person. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah, thank well, you once thank more. You very thank much. you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. And we are back in the studio. I think oh. <laughs> I, I believe we've j- literally just this second had Natalie and one of her aides um, yeah. come to the studio because they can't find the way out. <laughs> um, so just to clarify, that happened. That, that, that was, really that that happened. was a I thing. That yeah. happened. Natalie Bennett. That was Natalie Bennett. <laughs> that was yeah. Natalie Bennett. She was we there. We just sat there talking to Natalie Bennett. Um, obviously, Caroline Lucas was not available. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh. you know, some people thought the Greens were a legitimate political party. Yeah. And then now, now they're paying on verbal discharge. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell you what, like next general election, 2020 rolls around. She's in. <laughs> she's in there. That's it. Done. Yep. That's the what, election fair, decided. Fair play. She looked, she looked veritably happy through yeah. the entire thing. Even yeah. when we asked her how much cocaine George Osborne yeah. did. She, she parried every comedy question we had, but she parried it with a smile. So yeah, I appreciate that. She parried that. it with a smile. Like, she, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously she was here to do the serious stuff. Yeah. And, and that is the majority of the interview that we just produced but by god yeah we just asked natalie bennett how much cocaine george osborne did we asked her like what her favorite brand of sweet corn is i was hoping that she would um i, I don't even know i don't even we know we gave her I'm a signed so copy of action man <laughs> <laughs> worth it absolutely worth it um so let's bring things to a close yes natalie bennett hello final word of the do it do an impression i can't do an australian accent and i'm not a woman Verbal discharge has spawned a few colourful characters over the last year. Not just our own James Bosson, who has grown as a homunculus in a jar sometime in February, but some comedy classics and funny voices in our lab of hypothetical improvs. Take Grack, for example, coming from humble student election-based conversations in episode 40 and growing with us all the way to our live nativity performance. And throughout this journey, Grack has never gotten any funnier and continues to ruin my throat to this day. Episode 40, Burglar Bill and the Bottom of the Barrel. Verbal discharge. Bring me a podcast. But you this are, is live and the podcast uh, at the same time. Uh, oh, that's going so that, well. That, that almost, oh, almost we could have thought formed. about working. I like this professional relationship with Bill yeah. <laughs> you, that, you, that you stopped a sign of my a, arm. A sign of a professional relationship. This, 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 is, this is one of the most famous speeches of the 20th century. I'd, I'd love to hear you read it. Recorded in 1992 and also released in 1992, the song What's Up by Four Non Blondes is possibly the greatest single in the history of music. 
And that is a quote from Oscar and Grammy winning cool cucumber, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> I was traipsing around in the sponsored post on Facebook oh, in, yeah. the, uh, in the comments and those. And yesterday I found the single greatest uh, chain message uh, that was written completely sincerely and unironically. <laughs> and I have a screenshot that to my phone. Uh, well, it was, it was, it's good enough for me to screenshot. I, <laughs> I need to keep this. So I think I'm going to read it out to you all. Okay. Uh, I think Jordan's already heard this. But I, I've Robbins, heard it, but I, I can't wait to hear it again. Obviously, the obligatory. I'm so sorry. Warning: Carry on reading, or you will die. <laughs> oh, okay. Even if you just looked at the word "warning," <laughs> once there was a little girl called Clarissa. She was ten years old and lived in a mental hospital because she killed her mom and dad. <laughs> okay, that's that. They, they brushed over a few steps there. <laughs> wait, How did she kill her? Wait, wait that's what wait. I want to know. I feel, I feel like we need. You're going to get a lot more questions from this. She <laughs> okay. got so bad, she went to kill all the staff in the hospital. So <laughs> <laughs> she went to kill all the staff in the hospital. So the more government, that's what's written there, decided the best idea. Hold was on, to, hold on. No, wait, no, wait. Can I carry on with this? I just want to know how. When she says all the staff, did you mean just she got so nurses? bad? Did you mean like the temp that's on <laughs> even <laughs> all the staff? <laughs> The reception lady that's even there. The, even the administration staff Woman that comes in, in once a week to refill the vending machines. All of them. All of them. Even the vending machines. Yeah. Even they the like, trainee staff. nurses. They're not really even staff. Yeah. They're not paid. So and yet... Kill all the staff in a hospital. So the more government, which is uh, for some reason written hyphen. What is the more government? More, the more government. The more government. Is this like the Andy Moore's government? Let me finish. Or, okay. The more government decided the best idea was to get rid of her. So they okay. set up a special room to kill her. <laughs> as, humane as, as, as humane as possible. But it went wrong. The machine they were using went wrong. And she sat there in agony for hours until she died. Now every week on the day of her death, she returns to the person that reads this letter. I should not, say it's not a letter, it's a Facebook post, mate. <laughs> uh, on a Monday night at 12am. That's a few days from now. 12 a.m. Because oh, that's, that's midnight, isn't it? 12 it p.m. is, yeah. Is... Oh, <laughs> it comes yeah. at midday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a sensible time, midday. <laughs> yeah. She creeps into your room and kills you slowly by cutting you and watching you bleed to death. That's, that's not slowly. <laughs> I mean, you could escape. That's not... You could escape no, if she's cutting you like a death of a thousand cuts style. Wait, if they were trying to kill her as humanely as possible, why is she doing it unhumanely? Wait, Shouldn't wait. she have respect for the... Wait, wait, wait for the, the obligatory okay. shift in these things. Now send us to 10 other pictures on this site and she will haunt someone else who doesn't. This isn't fake, apparently. If you, <laughs> apparently. This isn't fake, know. apparently. Well, you know. Really <laughs> Appar- apparently it's not. <laughs> if you copy and paste this to 10 other comments in the next 10 minutes, you will have the best day of your life tomorrow. You will either, get, you will either get kissed or asked out. <laughs> If you break this chain, you will see a dead little girl in your room tonight. <laughs> in 53 minutes, someone will say, I love you, or I'm sorry. What? 53 I, I, I minutes. I don't know. 53 <laughs> minutes. So you've passed us on. We have more than 12 listeners. The time is currently 5.35. So 53 minutes from now so, will be 6.28. Oh, yeah. 6.28, no, yeah. So, 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 so at 6.28, I'm going to set an alarm. And we are going to see if so, someone has told Ben that they love him. So either, so what we're going to get, either a dead girl <laughs> or, or someone telling me that they love me or they're sorry. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> Maybe one after you. another. I don't know about you, but I don't need a chain post to see a dead girl in my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, the, uh, I feel like the best part of that was the fact um, like to kill a little girl, they build a special room, which at first is like, you know, a waste of taxpayers' money. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Second. Yeah, they didn't convert a room. They built a new room. Yeah. They so, went and got a construction team in. That must have taken at least six months for them to build it and get the proper facilities in yeah. there. Second, why did they build the big machine? <laughs> what was the point? Just kill her. She's a little girl. You can just cl- club her on the edge. <laughs> they built a special room. And and it went wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it <was their> <laughs> the one purpose we built this, this it, room though. for. This is it. They they used it was untested. They used poor laborers, didn't they? They're trying <laughs> to cut costs. But really, they should have got the best in for the job. They got, they got so bad that they they killed all the uh, all their integrity as workers. <laughs> Wait a minute, did they build the room after that she'd already killed all the staff? Yeah, they. Uh, so she, she, she apparently she tried to kill all the staff. So right. like, so right, right, enough's enough. We're gonna build a special room with a machine to kill her. <laughs> so she she tried to kill every single member of staff how she successful was she it doesn't say like, did she kill six of them say. and she I'll, failed to kill 48 we'll, we'll more. never know what, what, or, what little 10 year old clarissa did or did she just like walk up to all 58 members of staff in this hospital try, and just, like, try to stab them in the side she, yeah and but, nothing but, happened but because she was 10 and she's like you could probably hold her away at arm's length like scrappy do <laughs> so like <they're>, she's <laughs> just <laughs> running towards them slowly they're, they're all just like what, what are you doing and then it's like oh, and she give up and go to the next person and really it's the worst place to try and kill someone isn't it a hospital because yeah. they've immediately got medical care there it's, oh in fact, no if you're killing a doctor do? they can probably patch themselves up inside <laughs> like like matt damon at the start of the martian doctors are actually invincible they are, have you yeah. ever tried to stab it doctor i have yeah. yeah you've got to get a clean headshot otherwise otherwise they, they'll live forever if you go down to t-block and ked road campus uh, yeah. brandishing a mache yeah you, they, you, they you, will. you'll find that there are no repercussions trust me <laughs> trust me listeners vote crack your number one choice for the students union president a vote for crack is a vote for for more fish heads <laughs> in the campus restaurants a vote for crack is more for a vote for the smell of sweating armpits all over the atrium <laughs> is that what crack vote is? crack Smelling armpits. Smelling armpits. <laughs> Smelling armpits. Yes. So, is that what... The whole, all, the whole atrium will smell like a stinking armpit. So, Grack, you... It will be a big pit of bones and I'll skitter across it. So, Grack, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't here yesterday... Yes. ...for the interviews, but we just like to catch... I was out. down in the catacombs. <laughs> Why should we vote for you, Grack? I've already told you, do you not like fish heads, Jordan? <laughs> Is there anything else you can I offer? will put them in your mouth. <laughs> I'll push them in with my big long fingers. So, um, no, so, 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 Grack, I think one of the important issues that's yes. been raised a lot... Yes, is the the bus timetable and the fact that they don't run regularly beyond six. (laughs) (laughs) What will you do, Crack? I'm sorry, Crack. Crack. What will you do to address the fact that the buses don't run regularly enough beyond six p.m.? What is a bus? (laughs) (laughs) Um, A bus is a mode of transport. I've never been outdoors. I abhor the light. (laughs) Okay, but say you were to scuttle from one site to the next, (laughs) how would you go about it? Crack is over here. Uh, I I would just run very very fast without without light touching you. Um, no. So how would you get from one one scuttling site to the next? I I, I remain in one scuttling site. It is my domain. It is Crack's domain. Do not even go outside at and night. And if any other goblin creature steps in my path, <laughs> I will rip off their head and make love with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, vote crack number one for your academy presidents and also your athletics union presidents. Now, we actually, we spoke to some of the skulls you'd ripped off and um, and molested. Yeah. Uh, Now, one of them actually uh, accused you of ripping their head off and molesting it. 
how do you respond to this allegation? If you're talking to those dismembered skulls, you're using some sort of black magic. <laughs> I am so, using black magic, yeah. Away um, with you, is, wizard. <laughs> so is it, would you I look... I bore wizards. Would you, would you grab... They bring the light in their staves. Would you look to ban wizards from the Union campus? Yes, eh. Wizards, so, how would you go about this, considering <laughs> that um, three of the, the the university's board are wizards? Uh, those wiz- the wizards live above me. How will I you ba- how will you ban wizards? Would you would you take they physical don't action? Smell like armpits, <laughs> except they're armpits. That's the most famous characteristic of wizards, of course. Yeah, the fact that they don't smell like armpits they're and armpit then magic. F- final word of the show: me. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Did you? Whoa! Oh. <laughs> no one, no one saw that one coming. Curve gnome. That'll do. That's the final word. Curve now. Episode 41 Isolated School Incident Stories. On a scale of one to poorly, how ill are you? Poorly. You are poorly. Mm. I default poorly is somewhere below, slightly below properly ill, which is what Jordan seems Who? to be at the moment. But Just hearing him sniffle on the mic there. The big question that we'll, all, we'll try to answer over the course of the show Who is Paul Lee? Hmm. Um, he was the key grip on Life of Pi. Really? Yes. Paul Lee. I've got the entire credits for Life of Pi memorised. I feel like who, that might be true. Who did the makeup for the tiger? <laughs> the makeup for the tiger? The makeup for the tiger. Um, it was... Because it was a real tiger. Yeah, it was Nina um, Salmon, who is also a tiger. Who was the best boy? Uh, Paul. Who was the worst boy? You. Who was Flying Fish number 37? Oh, 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 um, Nigel... Nigel, Nigel, hold on, I've got this. Um, Nigel Dillon, Nigel Dillon. Oh, you were floundering there. I was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's quite far down. Oh. On May the fifth, we are going to be at the May pole, and we <laughs> will not be <laughs> having a sandwich, or will we bath? Does <laughs> Wait, if you're 55% me, yeah. does that mean I'm only 45% me? Wouldn't it be brilliant, though, if um, if Daisy Ridley in the new Star Wars film was just a really creepy old man who lived across the street from Atticus Finch? And in the next group, and they said, oh, well, oh. pardon me, that was a burp. Oh, that was, that was a tremendous yeah, belch yeah. as mm. well. Mm. Yeah. You look really taken aback by that. <laughs> that was, Are you okay? That, that, that took quite a bit out of me. You just um, stared into the middle distance as though you <laughs> saw all of time. I did, and, and it, it it's funny how much it looked like post-burp gas. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting going through all the people you know one by one and working out that they don't like you mm. and, and just coming to that conclusion. And oh, not Robbie. reading the situation at all. Robbie, that's horrible. She continued. She began going, right, okay, well, what about, what about Jamie? And I went, well, no, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't talk to me. He doesn't. The other day he told me to shove off when I was eating my lunch. Uh, went, okay. Uh, what, about, what about John? Like, um, no, John doesn't. Uh, what, about, what about Nigel? Um, no, 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 I don't. I don't. The head of UKIP sat at the back of the class <laughs> with a pint in one hand, a fag in the other, <laughs> laughing away. He would not have joined a French class. He hey, would not hey, be interested hey, in that. I'm not, uh, not interested in this foul Euro speak. <laughs> <laughs> this is emotional. This, yeah. is, uh, this is something else. Does, does if anyone ever I... wondered why I try to be funny, it's because no one else will like me. <laughs> it's a desperation plea. So, guys, as I'm sure that we're all aware, ISIS are a thing. Um, yeah, they're the dog in Downton Abbey. They're a really good band. 
They are a really good band. They're an excellent band. I really, really like Oceanic and Panopticon. But I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the Islamic State. Oh, I thought you were talking about the sequel to the film I, Frankenstein, which is about his sister. <laughs> I oh. thought you were talking about Isis, which was an Egyptian god of something or other. I thought you were talking about the thing in my face, which lets me see people that aren't very manly. I thought you were talking about my sister who's frozen. I'm talking about the Islamic (laughs) State. (laughs) We're in ISIS. It's so fun to be in ISIS. I really like being in ISIS. Behead journalists in ISIS. (laughs) Do you think think they made their own theme tune, but they bought Fruity Loops, which which would be really bad because it's a British-owned thing anyway. I'm going to have to throw away all these Snickers. Like, honey, we, you know all the stickers we snot-piled? We, we snot-piled? Piled. All of these stickers. What have they been doing? Sorry, that, that was a top piss. That, that was... <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, my mouth isn't working. What were um, you even aiming for? Yeah, what were you time? trying to it say? It was a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> what did you end up with? Al- almost said top pisser. <laughs> um, so... I can't even remember. I don't know, Robbie. I don't know. <laughs> but let's get back to the topic at hand. Oh, fantastic. Oh, my great. Oh. Jordan, continue. But Sorry. Yeah, um, year um, nine. We'd move all the tables inside the room and we'd get in groups and we'd make up plays. <laughs> and and they, were, they were all really stupid plays. I remember there was once a play I made. I say I made. Look, back <laughs> writing in year nine, I was writing plays in which the whole premise was Two of us were ninjas. One of us was Michael Jackson, and we were fighting on a um, a, a what was it? A freight train full of hot pants. Because that that was a that tale was... as old as time. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the original seven stories. Two ninjas and Michael Jackson fighting on a freight train full of hot pants. Now, if that isn't this week's podcast art, I don't know what is. He was cooler than me, and he and he used to stand across the um, across the road from me and hurl insults at me. Well, one night he was doing that, but he didn't have his friends there, yeah. and, it, and it was like after an extracurricular thing. So I thought, I'm going to take this chance to be a big man. <laughs> so I walked across the road, and I, and I remember saying something like, say that again, and he said it again, and then I punched him, and then I saw the bus coming, and I was like, run across the road, got onto the bus, <laughs> and just watch him stalk after as I like pulled away in the bus, like trying not to look at him. And after that, I was slightly more popular. But... And, and um, I remember... I remember coming outside and because the bell had gone, I was like, and I was still terrified of being late at this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to have to go outside and take a beating so I could be <laughs> be on time to my to my class. <laughs> and I remember going outside and and you come down this little ramp and and he's stood there at the bottom with his friends mm. and 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 like I I am holding in like fearful tears of like I'm just about to get ganked by by three or four people. And I go down there. And he, he, he shakes my hand and puts an arm around me and he was like, you didn't think I was going to hurt you, did you? <laughs> and like at this point, I started crying in relief. I was like, no. And he was like, are you crying? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Instantly lost all cool points you get. Yeah. <laughs> I picked up a bag of feathers and I was really surprised to realise they were really light. I'm not quite sure why. I remember having um, sort of, because we never had Duplo when I was yeah. a child. We went straight into Lego. My parents did not care about the choking <sighs> that's, hazards. I was going to say, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what pr- they like pretty... up in the north. 
They just chuck them straight on the Lego at five years old. Like, you know what, son? You've come this far. It's time you start building with Lego. Uh, I was going to say, most and, and mum's there like, no, cop. no, don't give him. That. I don't know why my mum has like a sort of bad French accent. I was going to say, your mum does not sound like that. My mum's, I think, sounds a bit more northern than my dad, if anything. Hmm. So that if this is my dad, this would be my mum. And she's like, no, Phil, no, don't give him the Lego. He's too young. <laughs> And Phil's like, oh, it's time. It's time, Sally. We've got to give him the Lego. He's, when I was a wee nipper, we had Lego. We had, we had Lego as soon as we came out the uterus. The, the doctor's like, thank you. Here's your blanket. We're going to wrap you up in. Here's your umbilical cord for safekeeping. Here's your Lego build a fortress. But no. Um, Lego at 12 months. Cigarettes at 16. Alcohol at four years old. I was going to say, they were drinking. That's before. the norm. No, no, no. Yes. They drink before they can walk over there. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't walk till he was four. Probably because of the alcohol. Sippy cup full of Whiskey. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't walk till I was 67 until <laughs> I gave up alcohol. I'm going to choose to ignore this thinly veiled racism. <laughs> All you've done is assemble a very rudimentary <laughs> long pole. I'm trying to build some high quality Lego shit here. Stop throwing your nonsensical Lego spires around and waving them around like it's an achievement. You hollow soulless four year old bitch. <laughs> and so I became very, very talented at insulting people as they were hitting me because I was not big <laughs> enough to fight back. It all finished up. I believe the headmaster went up and did a bit of a talk. All the form mm. tutors went up like, oh, you guys, you're going out into the world. It's going to be marvellous. It's going to be fantastic. You're all going to have so much fun out there. You're going to do incredible things. And the moment you leave these school doors, oh, you've, you're opening up to a whole new world of opportunities. Boy, were we. <laughs> um, they turned us out of the hall. We all had our bags at this point, and they took us out of the exit. And all of the teachers in the school had lined a path from the front exit of the school, yes. or the actual <clears throat> school building, to the school gates. And they were all stood there applauding us <laughs> as we all walked out. That's really cool. It was really nice. And we all walked out receiving applause, feeling fantastic. Like, you know what? We're young. We've got our whole lives ahead of us. We can do anything we want. We can be anything. We can be anybody. Do anything. The sky is the limit with us. And everyone walked straight out of the school gates, straight into the field across from the school, <laughs> and got shit-faced. Um, so thank you again yep, for listening. Thank you very much. We Robbie, always appreciate it. Final word of the show. Blackburn Rovers. Now, on this next episode, I did something that you're about to hear that is still talked about to this day as possibly morally difficult. Should I have done it? Should I not have done it? I stand by it. I stand by what I did as being um, funny. Uh, the the others all disagree, and I've had listeners come up to me and tell me that they disagree at live shows. Um, but you're about to hear some of it. It cuts off midway through. Uh, if you do want to listen to the whole thing, head to www.discharge.co.uk and listen to episode 42. Here it is. Episode 42, No Country for Osama Men. Welcome to Verbal Discharge. The studio absolutely stinks of cum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you actually said it. I'm James, this is my voice, and I was recently declared the new Pope. Really? Yeah. How did that oh. go? Oh, it went it went quite well. It was a bit of a controversial move, I will be honest. Mm. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to the challenges that the role presents me with. I did see the white smoke but uh, coming from your room, but yeah. I just thought that was something else. <laughs> <laughs>
No, it, it was actually... Um, pope smoke. It was, the it magic was, pope it smoke. It was the pope smoke. <laughs> you say that as though like, like, like the pope uh, spins his legs like Sonic the Hedgehog and a little, a little smoke trails go out behind him. Yo, man, I've just got some of that pope piff pinging. Yo, 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 who after some of that pope smoke? <laughs> <laughs> Says the pope as he opens up his pope jacket and pope it's lined with different pope substances. I'm not entirely sure, but down Stab Alley, um, that's not the pope you've been talking to. <laughs> In the white And there we go. We're less than four minutes into the show and we've already accused the pope of dealing drugs. Well, he does it, doesn't he? Hi. Uh, my... <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, what? Does he? Yeah, I thought it was well known. Hi, I'm Ben, and I've just entered my pupa stage. I, I really like Joy. Yeah, um, well, apparently it, it, it sounds like it might be sad, because there's conflict in it, and I assume there are low points. <laughs> there's conflict in every single film ever. Yeah, yeah but I... I it's I, what makes a plot. I know, I'm no, not, I'm not saying that it doesn't. You're a writing student, well, James, you should know this. <laughs> I didn't write Joy! I can't write! <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out. No, but the entire plot of Joy is Jennifer Lawrence makes a mop. Uh, this was posted in November 2011. Uh, and it says, Hello, Cohen fans. I was wondering how I might get a three-page synopsis to Joel Cohen. It's a story I've been working for for a few years, and it's meant for Francis McDormand to star in, who's married to Joel Cohen, um, and hence why they appear in so many films together. Um, it's edgy and raw. I like that. Ooh, I like edgy it. and raw. I, yeah. I love an edgy film. I, would... I love a raw film. And do you know who else does? Joel Cohen. He does. Um, but how is he I... going to get it to him? We'll find this out. Um, I would love for Joel Cohen to at least read it, and I am sure he would agree it is a crazy film to direct whoa, and whoa. a wonderful vehicle for Francis. Any ideas? It's registered the Writers Guild of America. Thanks. She then posted her email address, and, and, and I've just said the name. I was going to keep this anonymous. Kim. Never mind. Well, it's We've too late. No, no, no. We, we, on we, the we podcast, well you can redact yeah, we, we can, yeah, we can bleep it out. We can okay. bleep it out on the podcast. Okay. Kim. I won't mention Kim. the name again. For, for God damn it, Kim. But God, you know what? what are those Kardashians like? <laughs> Do you Which know one? It's, Kim. The thing Kim. is... God, that Mrs. Kim. Cattrall is something else. Kim. <laughs> okay. Ooh. So, so... Person X. <laughs> Sorry, or, I'm, I'm done now. I'm done. Or, or, or Kim. Let's call her Kim. Because that isn't her name. I've given her... No, it's... Whatever. I'm um, confused now. I am going to enjoy hearing how you're going to edit all okay. that out. I've, I'm not. I've, I'm been, I've been undergoing months of chemotherapy. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, actually, no, it's fine the, because she's put this out in the public. The, exactly, exactly. Everything uh, is very I mean, easy to get hold of. That's right, all Kim. Of name and so on. You can't um, see Kim. <laughs> so if you want to know where so, she lives. Yeah. Um, Kim, whose email address so this is. This is, this is yeah, Kim sort of being starry-eyed, idealistic. However, she sent that in 2011. This week... Joel Cohen got back to her. Oh. By which oh. I mean, oh, I really? made a fake email address. <laughs> oh. Oh. I made a fake email address. Oh, entire... that's what you were talking about. Yep. Joel Cohen, yes. Uh, I made a fake email address called Joel Cohen 1954, which is the year he was born. Um, <laughs> it took me two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and I sent her the following email address. Oh, my email. God. You absolute you animal. savage. You are, you are a horrific I'm person. I'm such a troll. <laughs> Dear Kim. I'm Joel Cohen, the Academy Wardering Director Writer of 19 films, including Fargo, No Country for Old Men. Very indulgent, self-indulgent and, of himself. And The Big Lebowski, which I deliberately spelt wrong. Um, <laughs> but I also co-wrote the 2012 remake of Gambit starring Colin Firth. <laughs> it has come to my attention that you have a screenplay written as a starring vehicle for my frequent collaborator and wife since April 1984, <laughs> Francis McDormand. You are prowling that Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the script has been floating around for some time. And while myself and my Ethan, brackets, my bro, 
are not currently looking for any new directorial projects. Francis is always itching for more leading roles, and producing would not be off the table. I'm potentially interested in reading a brief pitch, which I could pass on to Francis if I felt it tickled our mutual fancy. Dearest regards, Joel. P.S. If you could send it to me as quickly as possible, as our schedule is getting quite hectic. By which I mean, I want you to reply before the radio oh, show on Thursday. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I sent this to her. Oh, Wait, no. Did you, did you include that last bit? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't say ahead of the radio show. I just said send it as quickly as possible. Did you, did you, right. did you type it as fast as you read it? Uh, yes. She then replies oh, two hours later. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a monster. You are a bad person. You're a horrible, horrible person. <laughs> Like no, seriously, I I I don't know. I don't want to do this show with you anymore. <laughs> no, go on. I want to hear this. Yeah, me too. Haven't we established that we're all just terrible people? Yeah, hey. I, I now have very little shame over it. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, I'm not. A there was person. when I got a reply, I had 30 seconds of. Does oh, she no. believe I'm Joel Cohen? Um, yes. Have I done something terrible? Just, have just I made this woman's week? Is. Yeah, life. Um, she replied saying. Hello, Mr. Cohen. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I read your email five times. If this is actually you, then I'm honoured and grateful to have this professional exchange between us. I am a huge, then bracket, huge, go Bernie, which huge. is a reference. Um, Did she write fan, that? Yeah, she yeah but that. she could also say it like uh, Donald Trump says it the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge fan of your amazing work. Which, frankly, to say I haven't actually made a film, um, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty happy with. Yeah. <coughs> Put on your However, I don't consider myself too naive and understand the chances of this being, and understand there's a chance of this being someone else. But I'm an admitted dreamer, and so for today, in my world, this is actually you, Joel Cohen, and I'm going to go along for the ride. <laughs> Just promise me, if this isn't the real Joel Cohen, though I'm not saying it isn't. She is torn. <laughs> Kim, she's, yeah, torn. she's conflicted. You'll at least send me some creative feedback. I would appreciate that. The name of the story is Judication, and I've attached a summary. I think it could be a creepy, cool kind of black comedy. And I absolutely believe Francis McDormand would be the actor to take this character to a whole new level. Thank you for taking the time out of your life to contact me. I am grateful for the possible opportunity to work. Seriously, very grateful. Sincerely, Person X. Now, before, bef- Kim. Kim. Before, Kim. before we go any further... Yes. You've read this right. You've, I skimmed you, you, a synopsis, yes. You've read the synopsis. So, um, I, I finished skimming it, and I replied... Hi, Kim. You better believe it's 100% really, actually, properly me. Four-time Academy Award winner, Joel Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he refers if, to himself. If you want proof, I've attached the photo of me directing inside Lou and David. <laughs> 2012. I then attached the photo of Ethan Cohen, not Joel Cohen, talking to Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very flattered to hear you're a big fan of my work, as I am too. Regarding my pitch, Frances is very You're flattered she would be considered to play a 42-year-old, considering in reality she's 57. Most 42-year-old female roles these days go to Amy Adams or Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have not been able the to give the treatment in cinemas now. too much time. Not anymore, actually. Uh, that's a trans-like state. Eddie Redmayne in that film. Okay, never mind. No, no, <laughs> um, it was okay, it was okay. I've, I, I have not been able to give the treatment too much time, unfortunately, but I want to give a few initial reactions. I think there's promise, that's for sure. Um, there's something interesting in there. But for what reason does Paige, that was the main character, the vigilante character, I thought she have... was Leslie. No, Leslie's a different character. I'd lost track what? by that point. Um, More what... than one woman in a script. <laughs> and none of them are in bikinis. Um, Wait, but what none reason... of them? None of them. What reason have I to watch this then? Do they at least have shower scenes like all female characters in a male-dominated cast um, will inevitably do? We know at least there's two scenes of Paige cooking in the kitchen. What, so what, what is that's half the, of the role, obligatory shower scenes? Why, why is there no other reason for women to get naked other than the shower? 
Because it's a really convenient excuse, isn't it, for, for the writer to be like, yeah, and then then they go in the shower and they lather themselves up, and then I imagine myself that writing is nothing but masturbatory act. That's true. Yeah, that's true, and that's what I told everyone on the open day when I was working with creative writing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, well, this uh, this prospective student's mum and dad, writing is nothing. Write, writing, writing is nothing but a masturbatory act, and then they left. <laughs> if it's your really kids like masturbation, say. they'd love it here. Hey, that's all I've done since I've come to university <laughs> the university of derby a masturbator's paradise <laughs> and then i pulled my trousers up and i went <laughs> you'll, you'll, see, you'll, you'll see you'll see a lot of writers um writers oh. air commas on oh. on the internet kind of here? kind of being like oh we're so great oh, we we, we notice the more important deep issues in life and that's why sometimes we forget that you exist um but we are re- <laughs> we are really great we are fantastic. You should love us. In reality, I think, and and this goes like I think it's a point we'll share. Writing is nothing but not writing that often, crying a little bit, and then masturbating for too long. Jordan, can we get? That's, 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 <laughs> describe twenty years of my existence, <laughs> by which I was masturbating when I was four. Deal with it. Right out the early womb. developer. Wait, right out the wait, womb. Are you twenty four? I had a. <laughs> What? You've got your age wrong. You just said no, was, yeah, you mas- just yes. said you have twenty yeah. years of masturbating experience yes. and then said you started masturbating uh, no, 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 when no, no, you no, were I was masturbating when I was four. He took a I... master class. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Joy. Get out. The logic works. I, I was masturbating before I was four and after I was four. Any, Not exclusively anyway, when I was four. Anyway. <laughs> I've only ever masturbated once on my fourth birthday. Happy birthday. I want to that on me. your tombstone, Robbie. <laughs> I want that to be the quote you're remembered for. I only masturbated jo- once. Jordan, shall, we, shall I? Shall okay. I shall yeah, go I, on, go yeah, on. I'll, con- I'll continue. I'll continue. We, we could stay on this topic for this. all day. Um, so, yeah, I began giving you helpful feedback. Um, saying what reason does Paige have other than moving the plot forward to break character and enter a world of no holds barred pay- retribution? Uh, we hear these stories all the time. What would be the one that? Cha- why would this be the one that changes her? And the killings, especially the first few, are surely key character moments and deserve more than the brief mentions in montage, which was all she was going to do. She had the first time they killed someone was going to be part of a montage, which is uh, wait, a, a what? killing yeah. montage. Yeah, she was going to have a like her first four murders as part of a montage, which is oh, awful. That's bad writing. Yeah, that's I'm, very. I don't bad know. Writing. I mean, like, I, I... yeah, no. If you you do like kills How? ten, twelve, thirteen. As a montage, fine. I really uh, and eleven in there in the middle. What I really sort of music is power balance behind yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be best when the going gets tough and the tough girl learns to make it. Uh, I then gave push her... it to the limit. Let's let Robbie continue. I then gave it. Ben. Ben. Oh my God! That threw something at me. That hit you way harder than I wanted it to. I then I then gave her more feedback about blah blah blah. She talks about how morally all over the place it is. And how she needs to develop a stronger moral compass, um, blah 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 blah. And I mentioned something like about how it seems a bit like a broad comedy at times, the way she talks about killing, etc. I then add the plot of a bookish individual using their prior experience to kill a stranger is something I feel I've seen before. Most recently, I suppose, in Woody Allen's Irrational Man. The thread also appears to some extent in Burn After Reading, which I directed because I am Joel Cohen. Um, <laughs> just to clarify, I'm Joel Cohen and not someone impersonating them just to get cheap laughs in a student radio show. <laughs> a lot of it hangs in the execution too. Brackets, no pun intended. Uh, uh, if you can make it work on page, these concerns needn't worry you. Regards, Joel. Um, she then replied again. Thank you for listening. Ben, you have the final word of the show this week. What do you want it to be? Nonsense. Episode 43, Forest of Fashionable Hedgehog Pubes. Oh no! What's wrong? They're dead. Hey, look at this teapot. 
I remember when Paddy taught us to make tea using that teapot. It was a pretty great day. I then spat on someone and that made it a great day. Obviously, there was a time when having your own genuine Margaret Thatcher pubic wig was very much in style. It, it depends. It depends. It, it went out of style. Yeah. But is it making a comeback? Okay. I'd let you cut me open, Jordan. Thanks, Robbie. It right. means a lot to me. So, <laughs> Jordan is a mysterious hedgehog who is in love with Nancy. Oh, that, that so Nancy. So accurate. That Nancy, that sexy, sexy hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> he was formerly in Team Sonic Storm Adventures. But now he is working for the Darians and the Black Widows. Hey, I, I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're working. I'm turned right, up. Yeah. I got some monies. <laughs> but he left the Black Widows because of what he did. Doesn't tell us what he did. Um, that because because of, what he well, did. we all know it was an infamous event when Jordan the Hedgehog did what he did <laughs> to the Black Widows. When I did, when I did what I did, I had to leave. So. What did you did? I did a bad. Thing. Did you did a bad did? I did. I did a bad did, and it did back on me, and I did leave. The Black Widows. The Black Widows. Oh. Can someone have a final word? Final word of the. I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And use it as B-roll. But can we please have a final word of the week, James? Gossips. This clip is from episode 44 of Verbal Discharge. It remains potentially one of my favourite snippets ever from the show. <laughs> Not just because of how ridiculous it was, um, but because everyone actually humoured it through to the end. Everyone was actually willing to sit there as I spewed this sort of <laughs> um, nonsensical shite that I'd come up with in this game all the way through to the end. And that that, that meant... Almost a sickening, sickening amount to me. And then, fantastically, Robbie sort of counterbalanced the absurdity and vulgarity of my section of this episode with something that was quite humorous and politically insightful, which we then immediately derailed into senseless, senseless violence. I hope you enjoy. Episode 44, Osborne's Uber Fat Mum. Um, I've got a game here. Um... And it is called, Am I, Holmberg 15A, the largest and most powerful supermassive black hole ever discovered, <laughs> or your mum? <laughs> so, I will read out a statement, and you have to tell me if I'm speaking in the character of Holmberg 15A, Holmberg 15A. the largest and most powerful supermassive black hole ever discovered, or your mum. Okay. I was discovered in 1937 by <laughs> Swedish astronomer Eric Kohlberg. <laughs> Wouldn't that be your mum? <laughs> Is that your final answer? No, because I don't want to offend Sally. That's the black hole. The black hole. No, it's your mum. I'm I'm doing the quiz. So I'm it's confused, your... but 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 so you, it's your I say when I say your mum, that's your mum. No, but it's your it's your mum. Your mum. Your mum. Your mum. Your mum. No, it's your mum. No, but it's your mum. No, but it is. Your, when I'm asking the question, it is your mum. No, but it's your mum. But it's your right. mum. I say your mum, you say your mum. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> so, I, say, I say it's the black hole. I say it's Holberg 15A, 15A. the most biggest supermassive sphincter in the galaxy. Black. You are both correct. Hey. It was indeed the Holberg 15A. <laughs> Next one. I'm quite obese. <laughs> 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 um, Feel free to guess. Oh, sorry. You, you, I thought you were just 
I didn't realize you read a question. Would that be um, the black hole's cousin, Hamburger Sixteen B, <laughs> the, the the most obese black hole in the galaxy? It's that also it's got its own chain of KFC and McDonald's. <laughs> what, <laughs> Jordan? No, no, I'm quite obese. Who said it? Holmberg Fifteen A or your mum? Your mum. Your mum. That's correct. <laughs> Next one. I'm located three point nine billion light years away from her. <laughs> Um, Is it Holmberg 15A or your mum? It was your mum because she left your dad when they were a kid and left you stranded. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was, it's the black hole. Yeah. It is. It's Holmberg 15A. Yeah. I'm a cheap whore. <laughs> I can't. Feel free oh. to guess. I don't know. I feel like... Is that Holmberg 15A? Hey. Hey. Oh, very good. Very good. Uh. I, 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 I feel a bit like... Um, the black hole is what was the question um i'm a cheap whore <laughs> <laughs> that's not a question a yeah, i know uh, the so entire point been... of this game is that it, they were statements well I, I i feel a bit like there's an easy hole there in the... oh, yeah, okay. oh, oh actually it was all right but I, I yeah just... okay um it's 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 your mum it is it is your mum it is in fact your mum that's your mum next statement I'm bookended by two huge celestial <laughs> cavities that emit massive shockwaves into the universe. <laughs> Is it Holmberg 15A, the largest black hole ever discovered, or your mum? Uh, it's your mum, and the two uh, black cavities are just large black men with penises. <laughs> <laughs> and they send shockwaves through the universe, trust me. You are correct. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. It's Holmberg 15A. The largest celestial black hole ever discovered. Is there any other kind of black hole? Not really, no. I can think of a few. Technically, you can get black holes the size of pennies, but they aren't typically regarded as black holes black holes. What would a penny-sized black hole be called? Uh, uh, Dave? Dave? I don't know. Dave? Yeah, Dave. It's like, how big's a hole? hole How big is a hole? It's the same thing if it's a massive hole like your mum. She's got a massive hole like your mum. Are you calling my mum a massive hole? No, I'm saying your mum's got a massive hole. Because it's so loose after being puppeted. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've got a range of, I think, nine different problems that the UK is facing financially. And we're going to have a budget of £3,484,565. Okay? Right, hold on, hold That's on. Let me, let, me, let me note all this down. So, I've, so we've so... got £3,484,565. I put That's this number a into lot calculator. Put this number into calculator. We've got that to solve one year of the UK economy. One okay. year. And I've got a number of issues here, or rather, we've spent as we see fit. I've already, I've already solved it. How, what are you doing? We cut all Conservative MP wages, <laughs> funnel them straight back into the economy. That gives us a lot more than three million. But I just wondered whether, using just George Osborne's annual, income, oh okay, just as it annual income, just using his annual income, can we solve a number of the problems facing the UK? I think, okay. Uh, okay, I'm interested to see how this turns out. So, I'm going to begin with some topics, I'm going to read you some numbers, and we can decide how much money we want to put into each issue. Um, guys, sorry, I've already spent it all on cocaine. Oh, Jordan! Oh, oh Gideon! I'm, to be like uh, I'm George Osborne, <laughs> I do a student radio show, hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay, the deficit is the next issue. The UK's net debt is estimated to be about £93 billion. So this isn't something we're going to solve. We're going to have to liquidate our assets. We're going to have to liquidate all of our assets. And do we try? I, do we just put some of the money into solving this? 
Or do we, we put all of it in? I don't believe that we should be at all sensible with this money. I okay. think if we've got the option to invest this money to try and see a return of it, I don't think we should do that. We should just sell, sell, sell. I think, sell no, everything. No, I think we should make a little little booth on the street corner, put put Gideon in it, and make him suck penis for the for for the deficit <laughs> until he, until he sucked enough penis for for one penny uh, an hour. Can we can to we solve the de- deficit? Are you, do you think that we can pay back the deficit <laughs> in semen that we're going to suck from George Osborne's mouth? <laughs> no, 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 what? <laughs> You made this a lot weirder now. <laughs> no, don't you claim that I've made this weirder. You've you, made that weirder. You've just claimed that you wanted to solve the deficit by having George Osborne suck everyone up. <laughs> yeah, so why do you want to suck semen from his mouth? I don't want to suck semen from his mouth. I want to get him to, like, spit it into a bowl. <laughs> Are we going to do anything to solve the deficit? Are we just going to keep all the money and pretend it isn't there? Um, <laughs> keep all the money and pretend it isn't there. Okay, transport is the next issue. George Osborne has just put... £300,000 into developing a series of high-speed rail links to the HS3, etc., from sort of the north to London. Uh, do we, do the we, north? The north, yeah. Just everywhere in the north. <laughs> it's somewhere in your From area. the north to London. <laughs> you know what, there's, just the, the, there's a line to you southerners, isn't there? There's, you, go, you go slightly north of Chesterfield. Like there's, 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 just, there's just a line. There's just a line vertically or horizontally across the country, and anything above that. There's a barren wasteland. Between yeah, you know, Scotland. you know when you not, you know when like your your great grandfathers looked out at the trenches on World War One, and and they just saw mud and shell holes. That's all the north is, isn't they it? They thought, well, at least we're not in the north. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so are we going to put money into high-speed rail networks? Oh, no, we don't need them. We've no. got we've got a really established rail I network. I think so instead... Do you, want, you don't want to be able to get home to the north sooner? No. <laughs> Why would I ever want to return to I, that coal-ridden cesspit instead, of despair? Instead of spending that money on a high-speed train that's going to cut through a load of greenbelt land, yeah. we should instead just spend it all on butane and blow up the greenbelt land instead. Good idea. How much is the butane going to cost? I mean, butane's dirt butane? cheap, isn't it? I mean, it's just you've got to get a lot of it. So maybe, I don't know, £200,000 worth of butane? Um, it costs about £1.09 no, for a gallon. So yeah, we so buy, we could buy a lot of butane. We could buy, like... How much are we allocating on butane? Should we buy, like, 100,000 gallons of butane? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. So what I'll does do that, that work out to? How much butane have we got? About 100,000 gallons. And that leaves us with £2,321,000. To spend. Hmm. That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot of butane. Uh, and quite a lot I, of I'm else. googling now. How much could I destroy with a thousand <laughs> gallons of butane? <laughs> uh, apparently, not very much. Oh, okay. Do you want more butane? Do you yeah, we need like, more butane. Do you buy like uh, an extra four? Four hundred thousand. Yeah, an extra yeah, four hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get it all. Wait, you could destroy a lot with a hundred thousand gallons of butane. Wait, how much butane did we buy? A hundred thousand uh, gallons. Oh, I thought we only we bought, bought a thousand. No, we bought fifty thousand gallons. Oh, fifty thousand. Sorry. Should so should we buy a hundred thousand? Let's buy a hundred thousand gallons of butane. We've now bought 100,000 <laughs> gallons of butane. Brilliant. Oh, we are sorting right. the economy out. You sort out the economy. I'm going to go and set this up to burn the green belt land. So you're going to burn the green belt land. Is there anything else you want to do with butane? Um, do you want to, like, get, and- Let's see if... I bet George Osborne would try and see if he could get high off it. <laughs> what about young people? What about education? Um, um, oh, average, do we need to put money into that? It, ta- it costs the government about £8,000 to put a child through 13 years of the mandatory state education. So, do it's we keep much, that really. No, it's not. Do we put more money in to give more children education? <laughs> no. We don't need to educate Let's people. Let's spend money 
on. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Let's spend money on keeping children away from education. Or we could do the opposite. And we keep them in full-time education, so they pay... No, they don't. No, 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 no. They pay low tax, don't they? Yeah, let's spend all of our money on children in private schools. Yeah. And none of it on public schools. That sounds like a real Tory policy. Yeah. That sounds like the sort of thing they would just say in the cabinet meeting. I, I enjoy how in this sort of ironic take on conservative economic policy... <laughs> we've made over the course of it, We've policies. been growing gradually and gradually more conservative. We're saying, <laughs> we don't need the elderly. We'll kill them all with beauty. <laughs> and we don't need to bother with public schooling. I, I, I find it interesting that... Um... In in in, pri- in 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 public schools, I think it's twenty five pence in in a thousand pounds is spent on each child. Yeah. Where in private schools, thirty five pounds in every thousand pounds is spent on a child. That's unreal. Yeah. There you go. There's some inequality in the one percent for you, Danny <laughs> Dolan. Go read up on that. Yes. Okay. Now yeah. this this is <laughs> food tech. This is admittedly a controversial policy I'm about to come out with here. Okay. You know all the sports that you do in PE? Yes. Oh, yeah. We scrap them all off, replace them all with jousting. <laughs> and then, because I, I, if you... Jousting with AK-47s. What? That's not jousting. That's just shooting someone from horseback. No, 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 no. No, no, it's jousting because we, we put... We put the little knives on the end of the AK forty sevens because we can't we can't afford the bullets, and we just make <laughs> we we make children ride on the back of. Well, we've spent of, all of our budget on AK forty sevens. What we, we've purchased, we, we, no we make children ride on the back of disabled people <laughs> <laughs> and joust each other with knife strapped AK forty sevens. The problem is, there's about what eight hundred schools in the country. Let's say, yeah, and we're going to need to buy a horse for all of them. <laughs> at least two horses. No, at least two horses for each of them. And, and, and assuming that they're AK forty sevens being fired from a moving horse, it's only a matter of time until what that like at least one of those horses yeah. is going to get taken out. I think out. that's too inefficient. I think we could. Yeah, but that's only if we're using we? AK forty sevens. I'm we, sorry, okay, you're past, right. The UK has invented have a football, vision. rugby, golf, cricket. All of these sports. Can we find a new sport which is just kids putting spikes on their faces <laughs> and running into each other? Yes! What, what are we going to call it? Spike face. <laughs> <laughs> How much money are we going to allocate to the, uh, the Premier to... Spike Face League? <laughs> We're going to need to set up a specialist board to manage this, the, uh, the, the Spike Face Union, so the, the SF, SFU. We don't need um, a union. We're yeah, we do. We need, we need the SFU. We need the Spike Face Union. <laughs> we need to build some Spike Face. Um, How much money like do you think we're going to need for Spike Face masks? Masks? Is it like... Yeah. It would be like, it's sort of like, a like piercings. A oh, okay. I thought we were like just getting kind wait, of like a, a spike they, gun and, and piercing the children's face with them. I they put on their, their headband and they've got to charge the other person. You could, you oh, could, I thought you meant as in we'd have like sort of iron masks covered in face covered in Oh, no, spikes. no, no. They actually have to like run the risk of death. Yeah. Otherwise, it's there it's not going to solve it's not going to solve the problem. Of... No, no. But what what I was imagining was like, have you ever seen that Attenborough documentary? Um, I think it was in, in Afri- which David Attenborough jousts with a face. Spot no, I think, I think I think it was in Africa where it showed um, giraffes dueling, and all they did was they used the little horns on top yeah. of their head and they swung themselves and hit each other with their necks. Now imagine that. This is a beautiful image for you here. <laughs> two children, two children in their <laughs> PE equipment, standing face to face. Swinging their spiked face masks at each other until one of them bleeds out. I think they've got to run at each other. You've got to start from one point and run at each other. Yeah, yeah. You have to like you. You have to do the hundred meter hurdles first, and then (laughs) dive into each other in like a sandpit. But they never clean the sandpit out, so it's just full of children's blood. It starts. You've got like a fifty yard pitch. 
um, which is sort of like concrete or something. Um, and they charge at each other, and they've got like an obstacle they have to overcome in the way. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't want concrete. We don't want to make it too dangerous. They have that bouncy tarmac. Okay, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm for that. Okay. Um, and then you have to, yeah, they have to charge at each other. They try and get their head spike into the other person's head yeah. first. The problem there, that the problem is, it becomes a, a draw happens an awful lot. <laughs> um, unless you target, you get different points for different parts of the body. Oh yeah, you could do like a duck and sweep and take out their carotid artery. Yeah, a cro- like a low blow is worth the most points. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh god. Getting them in the feet is worth a small amount of points, but it's got a tactical advantage. Yep. Um, Especially when you come into the second round. You know what? We'll, really we'll, we'll leave the SFU to, to iron out okay. the details. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How so how much money have we put into... How much money have we got left? How much money have we got left? We've got two million... I say all of it. <laughs> I think this is a great idea. Should we put like a million pounds into... A million up? pounds into compulsory spike face hey, for all you, schools. Yeah. <laughs> Compulsory spike face. Compulsory spike face. I would like to see, by the time you got to year 11, how many children are left. There's kind of like Alex oh, in, 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 in sick form, and that's the only person who made it through. <laughs> kind of like my sick form, to be fair. <laughs> there wouldn't be many, but the ones that would survive would be the greatest spike face players in the world. <laughs> the only spike face players in the world. And then they okay. go to the spike face Olympics, and you fight against the other... Spike face players from but, other countries. If this is something we've invented, we could host the Spike Face Olympics <laughs> and we could get we, we could get return on this investment. Yes. All I'm saying is if we invest now into the Spike Face Olympics and the Spike Face Union, people will get interested in Spike Face. <laughs> we can make shirts, we can make foam fingers, we can make Oh spiky fingers. Spiky fingers. We, we can, can make, make spiky masks. shirts. We can make when, when spiky people, flags. There can be drinking games involved, and people can down a finger when they're... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no like, it wasn't spiked. What? Down, down... People can spike each other's drinks. Down your beer when someone loses an eyeball. The next one is Madeleine McCann. Uh, so the search for Madeleine McCann has, in about just under nine years now, has cost the UK government £11 million, pounds, uh, and yet they haven't looked in my basement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that leaves us with one million. Uh, 181,000 pounds left to play with. Do we have anything else we want to spend this money on? Cocaine. Or do we give it back to George Osborne and let him spend it on cocaine? Um, oh, yeah. Let's, let's get some um, Spike Face merchandise for ourselves, okay. as well as some cocaine and prostitutes to celebrate the amazing job that we have done. <laughs> Wait, so how much money have we got left? We've got uh, just over a million pounds left. That is a really good weekend right there. Yeah, let, let's give ourselves, like, say, 100,000 to have some fun with. Okay. Put another five hundred thousand into butane, because <laughs> you can never have too much <laughs> butane. Put five thousand into butane. Fine. How much uh, money have we spent on butane? Uh, well, it'll be now around sixty-five thousand pounds. No, it's no, not. Be we spent a million on butane, didn't we? No, we spent we spent we spent a hundred thousand on butane. So, so now about, it would be it's about one hundred and fifteen thousand pounds. Yeah, yeah. One hundred and fifteen thousand. So okay. if we bought five hundred thousand more gallons of butane, we will be spending like six hundred thousand. Pounds on butane. We could buy like some radioactive isotopes. Yeah. Like, drop them on Russia. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. How much would it cost to bomb the French? Um, nothing. I'm sure there are a lot of people who do it for free. In the meantime, we've just stopped the UK economy. So good job, gentlemen. But we've created a UK in which we've we've slightly increased police funding. Which, but which, to be honest, yeah. we will need. Because everyone <laughs> leaving our schools are now seasoned spike face players. We've started a new compulsory sport for all school children. We've killed we... off all of the elderly people in the country. And we've purchased millions of gallons of butane. And we got rid of all the hospitals. So 
We remove funding for all hospitals. And you know what? If that's the kind of Britain you want to see, <laughs> then you can vote for the verbal discharge party next general election. <laughs> or if it's like you want 10% of that, just vote for the Tories instead. Goodbye. Well, we'll see you next week. Who wants the last word? Oh, yeah. Final word of the show. Jordan? Flubberkin. Episode 45, Batten Bergman or The Unexpected Virtue of Being an Autistic Goat. By the age of 18, I can count to 17. That's remarkable. Yeah. That's brilliant. How, how do you feel now that you can count all the way up to 20? Uh, I feel pretty 48. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was hoping that would translate into a joke if I just said a number. <laughs> you can't just say a number with no relevance to it. 72? That's, that's, that's the equivalent. 72? No, that, that is the equivalent of just saying any word in, in, like, in, as a punchline. But, but you, you, what you've done there, Robbie, is, is interesting because it was a joke so bad you actually <laughs> broke the formula of comedy. That, is, that was as valid a joke as why did the chicken cross the road asparagus <laughs> there was just there was no coherent sense there was no evolution of thought there was Evolu- just a number no no no. we've done more than that we've restructured the world economy to yeah. be based yeah. around dutch wooden shoes this you know is, what why not why new. let's okay. she's naked and covered in honey okay um, what's the problem conservative cuts taking a toll on society's most vulnerable and our resources are <laughs> an autistic goat <laughs> uh, and our other resource is a million dolphins all come on james all of them riddled with syphilis <laughs> an so, autistic goat and a million syphilitic dolphins so <laughs> let's get to work team what is who that is <laughs> Right, Thatcher's home for syphilitic dolphins. <laughs> How are we doing this? How are we solving cuts taking advantage of the most disadvantaged with an autistic goat and a million syphilis-ridden dolphin? Um, do we still have our shoe manufacturing business? No. Well, we, re- we redistributed the wealth. Yeah. <clears throat> so have we not solved this? We have solved this. Right. So let's. Yeah. For the aid of playing the game, let's wipe the slate clean. Okay. We haven't solved the world economy. Okay. We haven't re- redistributed wealth. <laughs> We're starting as we are now, wiping the slate clean. How are we going to do it? Okay. So we have... Kill all of society's most vulnerable by making them have sex with syphilitic dolphins. <laughs> or what we do... That's, that really is a hell of a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> do you think we could... Right. What the we do is we take these one million syphilis-ridden dolphins yeah. and we embrace them into society. We, we we say we, we, we get everyone we dress them up in shirts. We and, get like, everyone shoes. we get everyone on our side, and we we we'll, we'll sort of we'll stage a propaganda campaign. Mm-hmm. We know how to run a Facebook page. We know how to run a Twitter. <laughs> we can do this. We'll gradually get everyone in the UK convinced that it is our humane obligation to take these million syphilis-ridden dolphins under our wing. Yeah. We bring them into society. However, there's obviously going to be backlash. There's going to be people saying no, we shouldn't support these syphilis ridden dolphins send them back send them back to the ocean because they're coming over here they don't speak the language because <laughs> they're dolphins with syphilis <laughs> coming over here and taking all of our welfare so everyone is now focused on these dolphins political attention will be drawn away from the disabled and the most vulnerable to these dolphins you could say that they are this is leading into the other resource 
our scapegoat. Oh. oh. Okay, speaking of the goat, you know how in detective books, yeah. like the detective always has like something that makes them different. They're always slightly somewhere on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a quirk, Which there's a, some element there. makes them a genius. It means that they look at the world in a different way, different to all the police officers. So I'd like to think that this goat just approaches the world differently and he's got all these different skills that we can use <laughs> to potentially put him in a lab, put this goat in a lab and watch him and he'll solve syphilis. So he'll cure syphilis. Uh, we probably only need to give him like two weeks. So you think an autistic goat could cure syphilis? (laughs) I do, in two weeks. But now we've just got a million fucking dolphins (laughs) just lying around. (laughs) What do we do do with a million normal dolphins? How are Um, we going to now use... So so we've got rid of the syphilis in all of the dolphins. Okay, oh, oh, okay. So once once the goat has cured syphilis, we then put him on to cure cancer. But because million, we don't tell anyone that we've cured cancer, so millions of pounds still go into cancer research every single year, which right. means that we then redistribute this money into the poorest and we use that to deal with their tax problem. The, the, Wait, the, why are we receiving money from cancer research if we because, have a cure? Okay, because people donate money to cancer research. We don't tell the public that we've cured cancer. We let them think we, they still need to donate their money so that we can find more autistic then, goats who can cure cancer. But then to keep the secret up, we have to hide the cure to cancer and people will continue to die of cancer. No, no, we can cure them individually. You know, but and what, and very... tell them not to say anything? No, we do it very slowly. Hey, we're going to no, cure no, no, your okay. cancer, but by the way, keep it hush-hush, yeah. I mean, you know, I, the stage I think I would. At, stage we're at now, whereby more people survive cancer than die of cancer uh, when they're diagnosed. We continue with this... And so we let maybe 80% of people, 90% of people live. And because it would probably be quite an expensive thing to be doing, to be actually administering the cure, we need to retrain doctors, etc. So we won't be able to get it to 100% initially anyway. But um, fortunately, we have a workforce. We have a million dolphins. <laughs> yes. None of them with syphilis. Yes. So we get these syphilis-free dolphins. We, we teach them to be doctors. We can pay them junior doctor wages and they won't mind because <laughs> it's the most money they've ever earned anyway. Um, <laughs> And therefore, we've solved the problems of the NHS as well as the, the whatever the problem was as we solved it. It was um, resolving at Tory cuts, uh, taking advantage of the society's yeah. most vulnerable. So, also, what, what so if- what you've done is you've you've structured a new health service that is based entirely on the genius of one really, <laughs> really, really <laughs> autistic goat and a workforce comprised of a million dolphins, which we will have to cure the syphilis of. <laughs> Yes. Robbie, would you care to have the last word of the show? Bassenberg. Every now and again when we're doing the show, I catch myself and I think, would I be okay if my mother listened to this? And in the case of this next clip, the answer is 100% no. I would not be comfortable with my mother listening to this. If you are listening, mother, please skip ahead. I'm so, so sorry. So for this clip, we took an automated, online, erotic, personalizable fanfiction generator that we found, and we put Jordan's name into it, and my name into it, and selected a scenario whereby Jordan was lusting after me, a talented and beautiful actress. It gave us a story... A really, really badly written one at that. And we read it out. And we acted it on air. And just a forewarning, this next clip contains very, very badly written intimate descriptions 
of myself and my co-host, Jordan Reynolds, having intimate, intimate sexual relations. I hope you enjoy. Episode 46, Custom Banical Erotica, colon, Dawn of Justice. Jordan, if you're listening, this is for you. We're talking about you. You're at your friend Matt's place, watching a movie review show and eating chips, when you see James Bosson being interviewed. Where am I, Jordan? Yeah. What I wouldn't give for an hour with her. You say to yourself, She's hot. Who is she? Asks Matt. No, should I do a Jordan voice? Yeah, go for it. Are you kidding me? That's James James Bosson. Possibly the sexiest woman on the planet. No one has ever referred to me as the sexiest woman on the planet before. Hey, you're only possibly the sexiest woman on the planet. Possibly, possibly. So it's not definitive. What voice did I do for Matt before? I wouldn't know. Why have you both done this sort of weird, like, drunk Paul McCartney voice? (laughs) Like, you were trying to do sort of vaguely Bromie-ish, and you went, I don't know, Paul McCartney. I have such a small range of Says Matt, popping another chip, they've localised this, in his mouth. Popping a chip in his mouth. This is is painfully, like, you can imagine the American writer, what what do British people do? They they (laughs) They pop pop a bloody chip in their mouth. (laughs) Oh, oh, everyone in England sounds like this. This is what Americans think we sound like. I don't normally watch TV, said Matt. Well, watch. You suggest, gazing at her beautiful curves. She's gorgeous. Look at that smile. She's going to be on the premiere of the latest film tomorrow evening I'm working. And I'll get to see her in the flesh. If you're going to see her tomorrow in the flesh, you should take the opportunity to do something about it. Yeah, like what? (laughs) I'm 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 really losing that voice now. I've never had it, but whatever. She's put a spell on you, so you could put a spell on her. She's put a spell on you. (laughs) You do remember I'm a witch, don't you? Whoa, what? No, I don't. No, I don't remember that Matt's casually a fucking witch. Whoa, this came out of nowhere. (laughs) Wait, no, this is going to be basically non-consensual then. Like, if it's it's by casting a spell, James, you're going to get raped. Is Jordan about to rape me? (laughs) You're going to get raped by Jordan, James. Oh, no. (laughs) Raped by a magic Jordan. I don't practice witchcraft just so I get to wear black. Which is nice, there's a little joke in there, a little bit of humour before they go into the rape theme. I have so many girls knocking on my door, I don't have time to watch TV, even between dates. At, At the moment, moment, someone knocks on his door. See, he says, look, I need the flat, so I'm going to send you home now, but I'm going to hook you up first. He promises you a stealth potion to allow you to get past any security guards. <laughs> then he lays fucking out... fucking Elder Scrolls. So here you go, you can break into the premiere and rape the starlers. <laughs> But this is this is really really rape, like rape for the, the young leather clad starlet James Boston. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Then he lays out the options for putting an attraction spell on James Boston. So we've got a few options. James, what are the options? We can get her, as in me, to eat something <laughs> bewitched, and she'll be eating you in no time. Oh. oh. Or you could use subliminal messaging. That's how I got you over here in the first place, and that's how I'm going to get you to leave. <laughs> he just said, Being very upfront, very upfront. But he just said, no, I'm going to need you to leave now. That's not subliminal messaging. Yeah. It's not subliminal, like, yeah, just fuck goes, off, mate. Yeah. It's not subliminal <laughs> messaging. Or you could try... It's like Johnny been sleeping on the sofa for the better part of the week. Or you could Take try chanting. In. Although it might make you look oh, crazy la, 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 la. until she's sh- until sorry, I almost said until she's shitting. <laughs> she shits herself. Until she's Sh- sitting in Shanta your lap. Until That's she a different shits herself. alternate ending. Or the, last la, 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 la. Op- or the last option is: I think I've got an enchanted object around here somewhere. Oh, I've got Get her to look at it and tell her you want to tell her what you want her to do to you. 
So basically, we can get her to eat something and rape her. That, that, that is can, date rape. We that can is, subliminally message rate. her into rape. We can try chanting her into rape or enchanted object her into <laughs> I rape. Feel... Chanting. I want chanting. I right, feel like right, sub- right. <laughs> subliminal messaging is the closest to not being raped. So why do I go with that? I'm just imagining sort of like, you're... like a red carpet event, like like the, the young star James Boston is walking like across the... Oops, not the bottle over. He's walking across a red carpet and there's all paparazzi around her. And like Jordan's in the railings like, over the crowd, like in the crowd, just <laughs> chanting. <laughs> just like everyone's screaming. Like, he's like, James, James over here. And he's like taking photos. <laughs> and Jordan's like, whoa, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> fucking age of empires <laughs> priest and then, and then like you see like jordan's eyes get swells in him like the uh, like the snake from a jungle book <laughs> uh no hey, i say right. i yeah i, I, say I for subliminal messaging i'll take subliminal messaging the Whoa, others the, okay the, the others chanting. are outright not getting consent oh, subliminal yeah. messaging is tricking someone into oh, giving you consent the, the least rapey one exactly that's what I'm it's, it's still quite rapey but it's it not as rapey as the others Look, you're we'll tricking make... them into giving you consent rather than outright not getting consent <laughs> mm. so. you're still tricking them into yeah. giving consent but at least there's consent involved so I say we go for subliminal messaging yeah let's go, for, for, that. Let's go right, for that okay <laughs> what they're chanting Matt pop down, pops for, down to his what? basement for, and for... runs back upstairs oh. with a short strip of film in his hands where did you get that you ask actually I got it for me after I enchanted you the first time, it was a long time ago in a galaxy. No, like I said, I'm not a witch just because I like. Why black. does Matt keep keep enchanting Jordan? Matt, got Matt's one... exposition is so bizarre. <laughs> I'm a witch, remember? Forget that and come here. You're kind of nervous after Matt's revelation. But he, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Fine, but he's giving up his date to sit on the floor and make a spell with you. So you join him in cutting and enchanting the little strip of film that will supposedly get you close to James Boston. <laughs> in the projection booth that night, you check your watch. Oh, I've got a new character. I've got a new character. James, you want to be Kenny? <laughs> what exactly are you doing in here? <laughs> Asks Kenny, the head projectionist. I've already programmed everything. They wouldn't let you ruin the premiere, would they? Shh, you say. Oh, what? Oh, so he's fine <laughs> with that then? He's like, hey, get out of this projection room. <laughs> You're slowly. ruining this big event and you just shush him. Like, Shh. He slowly puts his, his finger on Kenny's lips. Shh. It's going to be okay. <laughs> At I'm only going to rape James Jordan is Jordan is the rapiest character ever in Hamilton. Jordan, what the At, fuck? At 9.52 precisely, you splice a segment of the film is shown. Oh, so they've dropped a section of the film in. So oh, they've actually It's going to flash it up and go, have sex with Jordan. And wow. then disappear. It, it lasts approximately half a second, maybe less. Like the actual sex. Um, <laughs> oh. From, no, from, Whoa. Look at that. <laughs> sex jokes. From the booth, you can see the backs of many heads and, of course, the screen itself. Up in the stall is a woman in a leather dress. With my face. <laughs> <laughs> she stands and appears to excuse herself from the party before making her way along the row and heading into darkness. Oh, she was subliminally messaged. She's, she... She was a fan of the second Star Trek film. I, I really have to watch darkness. For some reason, I'm I'm overcome with the feeling just to walk into some darkness. <laughs> well, wow! Suddenly, I've got a really clear understanding of exactly where I need to go and exactly what I need to say. <laughs> Three minutes later, there's a knock on the door of the projection booth. Kenny looks confused, but you answer it, and there, on cue, in a beautiful leather dress, is James Blossom. Oh, hi, James! You say coolly. Kenny jumps from the desk where he was sitting. James looks from Kenny to you. I need you. <laughs> she tells you. Oh, Kenny. sorry, I forget I'm Kenny as well. 
Who are you talking to? Asks Kenny, hopefully. You again. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Him. Says James, staring at you and massaging her pussy through her dress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... Massaging her me. That pussy. Do I need to read... Oh my, yes. this is fucking awful. I'm so wet. I had to leave the theatre and come straight to you. Right, I'm, but I'm, how I'm, did she know? Yeah, I was going to... How gonna, did she know also, where to go, what to say, and more importantly, who the fuck Jordan Reynolds was? <laughs> also, also, why did it only affect her? Yeah. Why did Adam Sandler not come up there? Yeah, why is Adam Sandler? Yeah, like, everyone turns up. Adam, you've got I, Kevin I, James, Adam, you've got fucking Chris Rocks there. Adam, Adam Sandler not knocks on the door and spread his ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the options? What are the options we've got? Well, you can say, or Jordan can say, Kenny, get the fuck out of here now. Or Kenny, would you like to give me a hand with something? Can we get Kenny involved with a threesome? <laughs> yeah, with please. I don't want Kenny. Well, I, want, I, don't I, want, I don't want James having a threesome with himself and Jordan. That is, well, actually, I, that is an image of one. I'm doing... No, no, no. Yeah. I want to do this. Let's do it. Yeah, go okay. on. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Come in. You say, and James Boston clips and clops into... Clips and clops? Am I a fucking <laughs> horse? <laughs> into the moon. Wait, can we have a sound of something clipping and clopping? I sound of his feet. He's got really, really little feet. Holy fuck! <laughs> Kenny says to himself, his eyes running over her beautiful figure. That's James Bosson. <laughs> to your, <laughs> to your this is surreal. <laughs> it's not her that seems unreal. It's the room. It's Unreal it's... Tournament Three. <laughs> it's Kenny. It's you, Kenny. You say you should have been nicer to me, but now's your chance to repent. Do you do you promise to give me whatever I ask? Oh, is, is he going to rape Kenny as well? To illustrate why mm. Kenny should do this, you ask James to remove her leather <laughs> dress. James immediately adjusts the stra- adjusts the straps, and down it goes. She steps out of, the pole, out of the puddle of dress. Actually, this is nice so image. badly written. It's, yeah, it's terrible. But then, like, actually, no puddle of dress. I can see that the, the dress just like be, like just turns <laughs> to a liquid. <laughs> she steps out of the puddle of the dress. T one thousand naked. Oh, my, I've just been reading ahead. This gets Kenny, graphic. You say to get his attention again. Now, do you promise to give me whatever I ask? Yeah, <laughs> says Kenny, open mouthed. Anything you say, anything you want. That sounds like he's going to turn into a pop song any second. I've been working really hard. You say to James. Do you think you could sit on my cock, James, <laughs> and make me come? <laughs> I think I can manage that. <laughs> she says this is and fucking she vile puts her hand on your chest encouraging you to the floor you sit and you lie on the ground while she undoes your belt your fly and then tugs your jeans down over your hips James gives your cock a work, <laughs> a work kiss a big, a big sloppy kiss on the cock <laughs> a big sloppy auntie kiss <laughs> before positioning herself oh haven't you grown above you and lowering herself onto your cock that's just repeating the word cock over and over again cock, bad cock, cock cock she's warm like and wet and wonderful warm and Ooh. wet and wonderful she says as she ribbles on top of you slowly ever so slowly enjoying every inch of you you have your eyes shut for a moment with the pleasure of it you, you could give Kenny a blowjob. Get your cock over here. This is she fucking... Say, who wrote this? She says to Kenny... Kenny Get over here, cock. Kenny hurries, and she helps him free his cock from his pants. As though it was in prison. <laughs> free me. Apparently, this lipstick is smudge-proof. She tells him. I'd like your opinion. <laughs> what? Your opinion... 
I'd like to prove it rather than I like your opinion. Do you think it might be smudge proof? Just by look. With that, she takes his cock in her whole mouth. In her, sorry, in her mouth hole, sucking him hard from where the base of his shaft to his tip. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> he yells. I can't believe I'm having my cock sucked by James <laughs> fucking Boston. <laughs> That is, a, is that is a voice is clip I am never going to live down. That is awful. <laughs> that is absolutely fucking awful. <laughs> Rob is having a great time. His I face am. is all right. This is, just, this is nightmarish. Just, this is just weird. Like, Why have you made me act out a sexual fantasy with myself? <laughs> I'm narrating James having sex with himself and Ben pretending to be Jordan. <laughs> having like, sex this with is, James. This is surreal. This is bizarre. <laughs> ben. Would you like the last word of the show? Hey! Episode 47, The Mystery of the Overheating Goblin. Well, I'm going to read out an email we had in from from, from Chris Spargo. Hello, Chris. How are Hello, you? Chris. Chris Spargo! Chris Chris I went to school with Chris Spargo! Oh. Oh. oh! oh, that makes sense. Brilliant. Hi, Chris Spargo. Hi, Chris. We've never actually spoken, but I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, on your next show, can you guys please weigh in and solve once and for all the mystery of where flight... MH370 went would be a big help. Cheers, guys. The what is that? Is that, cheers, is that like cheers a... guys. I haven't finished. Cheers, guys. <laughs> MH370 joint investigation team. Have you finished? <laughs> I finished. Where do you think? It, where do you think it went? Um, I don't know. Do What's you, it? Do you MH370. Remember this? No, 370. The... Oh my god! Oh, this the, is the oh Malaysian Airlines. Yes. Oh it was Malaysian Airlines. Where did it go? And is Madeleine McCann involved? <laughs> <laughs> she was on board the plane. No, she hijacked the plane. She hijacked. She disappeared for ages. Got radicalized. <laughs> hijacked the plane and floated the Bermuda Triangle. Was, no, she she kidnapped herself in order to go off. Oh my god! And she, 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 she went Can back I finish in... a sentence, Benjamin? <laughs> she, right, she, she kidnapped herself. And then because she, she staged it, she while oh, okay. they were in Portugal, so yes. that there was a, a wider range of suspects available, meaning mm. that people in both Portugal and the UK could be held responsible. So can blame um, foreign people. She kidnapped herself, and she went off to teach herself how to hijack a plane. Oh my and it was God. all building up to this, and she successfully done it. She spent 10 years training to yes. steal a plane, and now she's done it, and we don't know what she's going to do next, but it probably involves the Twin Towers, or would have done... Does, does, it, does, it, does it take 10 years? Yeah, does she, it take 10 was, years to train someone seven. to steal she's a plane? Was, yeah, yeah it is when you're seven. Years, you're she's seven been, old, she's been, look, I'm trained trained sorry, I, th- I, weapon. I think mm. you're, you're underestimating Miss McCann. No, but it takes like six years for a normal person to learn. She's, ma- she's managed to frame no. her parents for killing her. So it takes two years... Well, two apparently years, killer. Two, mean, year, <laughs> two years to complete the kidnapping, right? Then uh, you had two years on the standard flight year, flight process, whatever. A year yeah, on yeah, the they're standard mal- they're time it takes to learn to become a pilot. They're malleable, right? they're young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it only takes one year longer. Um, but on top of that, she then has to find a, a flight she can use, and she has to wait and buy the time for that. I mean, you, so that's why it took. I mean, it didn't take me very long to learn how to fly a two-man Cessna. It took mm. me a day. Uh, according to Yahoo Answers, it can take over twenty years to learn to fly a Boeing seven four seven. If you do, in which case oh, she's doing exactly. it in great time. Do you yeah, think but that's that's assuming that they're already a competent adult. See, I th- I think um, her future self mm. came back and kidnapped her, and then took Ooh. her to the future. And then she was trained through the future, and then she went back in time and hijacked the plane. What Ooh. if? What yeah. if Madeline McCann grew up to be Osama like, bin Laden? No, no, no. Like, like someone Barack who Obama. is like a great, great dictator who, like, someone who is literally worse than Hitler. And someone came back in time 
I found her. Took well, her you're away. Not gonna, you're not going to like it. Took her away. Removed her from our timeline so that oh. we would never have to oh. face the, the, the totalitarian wrath of Madeleine McCann. Ma- like Madeleine McHitler. <laughs> it sounds, sounds like a really terrible dish you'd get at the German Hitler McDonald's. Hitler isn't a suffix. <laughs> Jim McDonald's served dishes with Hitler in the name. Why would they serve a dish with Madeline McCann in it? <laughs> ah, <the laughs> no, that's Mc- where she is. She's been served she was in, in a McDonald's. German McDonald's. The Mick Hitler. That's what did with the body. Chargrow to perfection. <laughs> what if, what if someone, a time traveller, came back in time, removed Madeline McCann from our timeline, yeah. and now we never, as a consequence of that action, have to face the wrath of Madeline McCann? Yeah. What? Were what? they doing us a favour? Were they yes. taking away from and us Madeline McCann, who simile, was about to... Sim- no, going to go on. I don't really was know Was the Malaysian airline flight going to crash into a major major landmark similar to 9-11? And so they pulled that oh, as well. So maybe so we've got... Someone anti-9-11'd it. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe her bones are being used as toothpicks by a troll in Portugal. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Portuguese someone troll. that posts on Portuguese World of Warcraft troll. subreddits. Just like, <laughs> oh, don't think it was very good. <laughs> and now they're, 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 they are. They killed Madeline McCann. Picking my... Using her hair as dental floss. Robbie, would you like the last word of the show? Wow. Episode 48, Pop-Up Pirate, MD Sexy Scan. I, uh, I'm sure that Robbie was referring to Pop-Up Donkey Pirate Kong and, and Buckaroo. Yeah. Um, is that what they call them now? Do you remember Pop-Up Pirate? <laughs> yes. Pop-Up pop Pirate is great. <laughs> hey, Robbie, come play with my Pop-Up Pirate. <laughs> oh, well, we've you, all been there. We've all, we've all, we've all, whilst doing sex acts, um, spread our cheeks above a Pop-Up Pirate <laughs> and had a partner put swords into them because... Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Wait. Do you not remember the rules to Pop-Up Pirate? Yeah, but wait, you said someone spread their cheeks and put swords into them. No, when you played Pop-Up Pirate, you had a pirate in a barrel and you put swords yeah, into holes. In, so the idea the... is, you get some, you stand above the pirate's head whilst someone puts swords into it so that eventually, and obviously the tension is the most attractive, enticing <laughs> part of it, when they pop up the pirate, the pops up the pirate pops up into your pooper. Oh, I get I get Somewhere that, but there's... I I lost it in translation as in you were standing over there and instead of putting swords in the pirate, someone was sticking swords in you. But somewhere oh. a couple is listening to the podcast, they've just started rubbing their eyes, looking at each other and pause the podcast. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm Honey, thinking? Get get pop up pirate out of the attic. We we need to do this. See what I do is you just I'm not doing this as the podcast. Does someone lube up this pirate? <laughs> I just usually just get in the sexual part and get on all fours and then put something on him like just put things on him until they kick me <laughs> <laughs> buckaroo uh, what a reference whoa 90s whoa kids. board games anyone else grow up in the 90s like this facebook page i saw four faces one man a brother from the gutter they looked me up and down a bit and said to each other I don't like this charge! Oh no! I love it! Oh yes! Owls have nipples, but the yeah, geckos yeah. have nipples. Wait, no, owls don't have nipples. Imagine if uh, we, we, we owls don't have nipples. We clarified this. The geckos have nipples, no, question. No, um, only mammals. So have why nipples. why would the gecko be bleeding out of its nipples? Well, they're not nipples so much as they're stab wounds. <laughs> <laughs> but 
What, Where get, do you? Get, hey, get, hey, get, hey, hey, hey! Here's some philosophy for you. Oh boy! Here's some philosophy. Drop that, drop that dank, dank philosophy. Hey, Where hey, do have you... you been stabbed for twice? Because you've got two huge nipples. Where that do you line. draw the line between a nipple and a stab wound? Answer uh, me that. I, Where's I, your around, god now? I, to get to the I draw side. it around the I draw it around the breast area. Ah, but, but um, what about other every other mammal apart from a primate who has their nipples near their abdominal area? So so do you say that well, geckos draw it near the abdominal area? So do you say <laughs> that geckos don't have nipples? Yeah. Well, geckos, how, geckos. well, well how do you explain all this furry porn? Jordan, final with the show. Cut it. Episode forty nine marks a very significant event in the lives of us at Verbal Discharge. As episode 49 was the last show we did with the radio station that had loved us and cared for us and housed us for three entire years whilst we were a part of student radio at the University of Derby. When the show first started, um, the station was under a different name. Back then, it was D1 Radio, handled by a completely different team to what it is handled by now. Back then, it was just me and Robbie on the show, and the show's name changed every single week. We didn't really have much of an idea what we were doing. Back then, we were just messing around for a bit of a laugh. We started to have Jordan on as a bit of a regular guest. Eventually, he became a full member. Then we started to have Ben on as a bit of a regular guest, and eventually he too became a full member. And then when we came back in second year, for our second year of studies, the station changed its name to Phantom Radio. And we changed the name of our show to something consistent, Verbal Discharge. So this station supported us all the way through our early formative nameless year, our second year of Verbal Discharge, and finally through well into this third year of the show as a whole. So, obviously, what do you do when your final day comes with a radio station that has loved you and treasured you and always really done everything it possibly can to support you, even showering you in two awards that you didn't necessarily deserve but very graciously accepted? Thank you very much, University of Derby Students' Union. So, yeah, what do you do to that said station when it's your last show? What we did was break every single rule they ever put in place. Every single rule we followed throughout our three years of the of being on the station, we broke. We shattered it all. We wanted to leave that station with hot, fiery heels and voices screaming at our backs saying, how dare you forsake the name of the station? And we did that. Well, we sort of did that. We basically said a few swear words on air, which normally wouldn't be okay, and then they asked us to stop, and we pretty much did. But still, it was rebellious, it was anarchic, it was punk as fuck. It was more punk than the entire plot of hit 2016 film Green Room and the 1970s punk movement all put together. This is Punk Radio. Episode 49 punk hey guys hey do you know what the london bridge in london the chapel bridge in switzerland 
and the Feng Yu Bridge uh, in China all have in common? Falling down. Are no, they, they, they all burn. Are they all junior? Are they all. So, guys, do you want to know? Do you want to know what the London Bridge, the Chapel Bridge in Switzerland, and what the Feng Yu Bridge in China all have in common? They're all built on the corpses of children. No. They were all burnt down. <laughs> Welcome, motherfuckers, to the final Phantom Media episode of Verbal Discharge. Welcome to Football Shit Charge. Oh, doesn't it feel good? See, I, it? Was, I was hoping we could open by doing an almost parody of what happens on every other show Phantom Radio's ever produced. Can we do which that is, still? Which is, yeah, can we play, start playing the music, and I'll, I'll, I'll begin as though this is a show on Phantom Radio. Um, um you're... You're, you're listening or something to um to verbal discharge. Is anyone um is it who who's here? To, who's on the show today? Um uh uh well. Who are you? I. Who are you, George? In and Janabel. I'm not putting my name to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you actually. Like, sorry. Do you want me to actually kill this music? Kill it, kill yeah, it, kill, it, yeah. kill it. What 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 a what a laugh ride that was. Can so um, can, can, I, can I open it as a punk show, as a punk pirate radio station? How would you want Everyone to do that? Just wants to Oi, fuck us. you! Welcome to Verbal Discharge, <laughs> the most punk show on student radio. Oh, we've got all the punk songs. We got the Sex Pistols. We got the Ramones. We've even got punk diseases like hepatitis C. <laughs> I've got all the syphilises, and between the songs, we're going to be smashing our balls of hammers. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are so so punk. We're fucking punk. <laughs> I've got a safety pin through my nose. So um, I, I realise this is uh, this is oh. in, in, in a way this is the end of an era. Yeah, <laughs> this is the the last show we will be doing as a part of Phantom Media. Mm. Definitely after that introduction. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I think that was the partly i think if we on our last show we might as well get ourselves fired because then we get the payout yeah wait, so do, wait do we get severance pay yeah wait, wait look, why would we get severance pay we don't get regular exactly. pay we're, get, we're getting more than we get for normal shows because eight times zero is still zero. I'm, 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 I'm really trying to come up with a hilarious sort of like pun here with like based on robbie's names and trying trying to go to robbie burns and then robbie, robbie burns Bur- the robbie scottish Bur- poet yeah robbie burns Oh, and then right. I, then I was, I was Burns, I think, of Jeff Bridges. What the <laughs> <Burns>? <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm really trying to think of just like random like names that had Burns and Bridges in them. Well, you failed miserably, Ben. <laughs> I did, but it's I did. okay. It all burned down. Oh, shit. Because do you know what else failed? to the ground. Fails miserably. What, what fails miserably? Uh, this show for the past three years, Oy. and you'll be listening to that for the last time today. Um, are we are we set on trying to get ourselves fired? My beer won't I, stop frothing. Fired like a burn bridge and fire because it's burning. Oh, fire. Jordan! Jordan is really like seductively trying to suck the froth from the top Look of his. Him. I mean, I mean, no, we're not drinking in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Is it a Doc Martens punk? Yeah, Doc Martens are really time. Punk. The, well, I guess at the time until yeah. they became a mainstream wait, shoe. They're wait, more wait, of a wait, fashion wait, statement. I, I missed the episode where Martin Clunes oh. guys goes this. Oh. How dare you? <laughs> that would have been one good episode, though. The one good episode of Doc Martin. Doc Martin goes punk. Yeah, just inexplicably, he just got a shaved head and just uh, pierces oh, like, his like, genitals. He, he shaves his head, he gets a bunch of tattoos, and he kicks an ethnicity to death. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a massive racist for one episode. Remember that scene in that episode of Doc Martin where he was really punk and he went to the piercers and got his King Albert done? <laughs> oh, <laughs> tragic, tragic, tragic. 
Magic. Is that a Prince Albert or is that a King Albert like a massive? A King, a King, yeah. a King it's Albert. It's like a massive dick piercing. Yeah, a King Albert is when the piercing goes through your abdomen as well. Oh my, yeah, it's, just a, it's like a, is, is, is that a piercing or is that an impalement? It's like Where a, do you draw the line? I imagine it's like a hula hoop. It just like goes all the way around from your abdomen into your dick. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then back around you. That's into your the back. only. That's the only sort of piercing you'll get if you come to my shop. If punk is the norm, as it was in the sort of late seventies and things, and the rise of the Sex Pistols, things like that, does that mean that the most punk thing you could do is, is to not, not be, be a punk? Yeah. Is yeah. to sit, watch cricket in the afternoon, and eat buttered crumpets like Johnny Rotten went on to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> the most punk thing you could do is work a really menial nine to five job in an office, punching numbers into a machine, yeah. and then go home, cry yourself to sleep, wake up in the morning, masturbate, and repeat. The, the, that is ninety percent of my average day. The most, <laughs> the most punk thing you can do is listen to pop punk. Ironically, <laughs> that's pretty punk. It's pretty but punk. At what point do you stop being ironic? Well, when you do that ironically. Good point. And you no, stop wait, being ironic what? Ironically, can, can you be ironic? Ironically, irony all the way down. <laughs> it just builds up a massive triangle. Yeah, yeah. How deep does this irony hole go? I'm, I'm being ironic ironically while this is ironic as well. <laughs> does that in in it? of itself? Wait, if if you're ironically ironic, does that stop being ironic, or is that just another tier of irony? But then you get another tier of irony if you ironically do all that. Wait, if you if you're ironically, ironically ironic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does the, the, what does the rugby sport, look like? But they don't. They're like sort of like quails. Yeah. But like round. That's adorable. <laughs> of course. And I headed over and I began thinking, right, I've got a GCC in Spanish. Admittedly, it's an E. Oh, I've got right, a GCC yeah. in Spanish. Una Tortuga. And en my mochila. Me tengo un sacapuntas. <laughs> um, Donde esta la burrito? <laughs> I, I headed over to it anyway. Chinchilla. And I began thinking, okay, all I need to say. Enchilada. All I. All I Fajita. need to all I need to know is funny. Revolution, revolution to, to Cuba. All I, <laughs> I was thinking as I headed over. All I need to be able to say in Spanish is "I'm a big fan." Possibly thank you. Oh, and no. so I began walking oh, over, no. and I thought, okay, so I am. I'm El is... Big Fan. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you did. El Fan. <laughs> fan El Big. Um, I began walking over, and I thought, okay, so it's is it soy? Uh, um, no. soy It'd be is... soy grande. So, hold on, hold on. I was going through this in my head. So All right, okay. Soy is I I am uh, fine. So it'd be then un. No, not un. Um, en. No, un. It is un, isn't it, in Spanish? it's you so it would be un, yeah yeah S- soy un grand anything no is that grand is that great or is that big is that oh, am big. i a big fan or i'm saying am i i'm a great fan am i saying i'm your best fan i'm just better than all the other fans you've got i thought never mind i'll do um grand and i got like at this point i'm just behind his shoulder and if you ever see like rugby players they don't look like normal people because they're so like just they're 90% muscle. Yeah, yeah. And like even their face are just made of like muscle. There's no like flab on them at all. They've got muscle and on their muscle. Yeah. Robbie, did he have to climb up his leg <laughs> and whisper in his ear? I had to climb up the I beanstalk big... in order to get to him. I'm yeah. El Big Orfano. <laughs> just right in his ear. El Big and, and he turned around and was like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I got there. Crushed Robbie by accident. I got there and I started thinking, fan, fan. Do I know the word for fan? Oh, and then I thought, I do. Oh. It's Viola Dorr. <laughs> oh, oh no. no! And I got in front. of I him. sweat. Deep. And I walked around you... and I stood in front of him. And then I thought, no, 
That's the Spanish word for rapist. <laughs> I'm your biggest I'm rapist. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to tell oh a player I greatly admire who scored a fantastic try against Ireland in the World Cup quarterfinal. Hello, I'm your biggest rapist. Thanks. Bye. So what did you After say? He's just ends? made the final of the European Cup. Did he just look him in the face uh, and just sweat profusely? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I turned. Up, I looked at him. I went him off, and he sort of. Looked at me and then like, hey, mate. on. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> on, buddy. Hey, aren't we? He sort of politely smiled. Um, but yeah, thank you. I suppose who who wants the honour? Can I? I you know, I've accidentally Robbie, volunteered. Robbie. There. Yeah. I think Robbie should do. Robbie's yeah. okay. Robbie's been a ringleader here. Does, does, he's putting the most. Does anyone have anything else they want to say before verbal discharge leaves Phantom forever? I it's, love you all. It's, yeah, it's 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 been an honour serving with you three so far. Oh. But we we are continuing on. Robbie. Would you like to have the final, final, final word? Make it count. I feel so much pressure now. Make it count. Choose a word. Oh, Robbie. I, had, I had words in mind, but I feel no there's pressure. Shh, everyone, everyone, I hush, feel, hush. Thank I you for listening. I feel it's important with to, to equally as we look back on the previous few years of verbal discharge and to, to to look at what's gone as we move on. I feel it's actually more important to now look forward to what comes in the future. So I want to finish with the word maypole. Nice one. Damn it, Jordan. <laughs> It's well known amongst ourselves and fans of this podcast that we all hate Robbie Owen, which is why in our very first live show, we were delighted to have him replaced with a younger, funnier counterpart. Unfortunately, we have since had to downgrade to our regular Robbie or Robbie 1.0 after he came back from repairs. But we'll always look back fondly on the time when we had a much better Owen sibling take his place. Episode 50, Ducky McGhost Dick Live. Welcome to Verbal Discharge at the Maypole Theatre Derby. Please welcome James, Robbie, Jordan, and Ben. Have a great night, guys. That's actually Derek Akora, by the way. That, that was the real one. Derek Akora. He actually recorded a, an opening video for us. How how and how cheap is Derek Akora? <laughs> we'll get onto that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good business. We did have to buy him off. Yeah, says <laughs> so uh, a lot about how his career is going. Yeah. <laughs> In some sweet sweet ghost dollars. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Oh well, dear. hello. Thank you all for hey. coming. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to Verbal Discharge, episode 50, live at the Maple Cafe Bar and Theatre, which is... You're going to have to get better at that um, as we go on. We're going to need so much support. (laughs) Keith Jagwin's penis. Keith Jagwin's penis. (laughs) Is it it a withered little penis? He has a strange penis. It's like a small length of string. Keith Jagwin's penis. (laughs) Keith Jagwin's penis. Because I imagine that's what Keith Jagwin's like. He's like, listen here, motherfucker, put my penis in shot. (laughs) Keith Jagwin's penis. Is <laughs> Keith Jagwin's penis. Yeah. Okay, sure. so yeah. Pat Butcher is stoned. She is in hell. And the object <laughs> is cock. <laughs> Pat but- stoned Pat Butcher. She's in hell and she's got a big cock. <laughs> she's got a big old cock with her. Is this why, is this why she's in hell? Because she looked at she looked at a male chicken. No, I think and she I thought, th- no. huh, fuck that's, you. That's 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 a really nice male that's chicken. That's where I was I am, going. Can I can I can I finish, please, Jordan? No. <laughs> um, I thought. So moving on. That's a really We've nice. Got... That's a that's a really. Ni- I'm just going to shout over you. That's a really <laughs> nice male chicken. I would quite like to insert my phallic number into that chicken, and therefore this creates drama. Um, I'm, I'm Robbie, your family. You know what? Jesus I'm Christ! Christ. This, this is just like so this is language. That, that was worth it. That was. <laughs> Shout out over me. I'm okay, so Robbie right. Owen, everyone. So like, maybe. Don't clap. Don't clap.
maybe it's more of a is Robbie just gone? <laughs> ah, I never liked him anyway. Him. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, please come back, Robbie. <laughs> Is he actually gone? I do believe in Robbie. I, mean, he's I do gone. believe in Robbie. I do believe. Oh shit! He's not Beetlejuice. I do believe in. I do believe in Robbie. 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 I. Oh no, he's just gone. He's just gone. Stage. Yeah, do you want to take it from Robbie? Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Robbie's, Robbie's brother. brother. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> Okay, okay, so you're Robbie now. It's an honour to be here. Thank so, you. Hello. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 no, you're, no, so you're... Go, Never Robbie. make a joke again. Replacement. I just went to have a wee. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the toilet. I was going to... I did... That teaches you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a large... There was a large, large built man stood in front of the... the, the what's it called? The thing where you wash your hands? The, the sink. Ar- oh, the sink. sink. <laughs> <laughs> stood, stood in front of it, just on his phone. Wouldn't let me get by. I asked. I said, "Excuse me." Wouldn't let me get by. Oh, Tried to reach around him, and I thought, "This isn't worth it." So I've got. I. The other thing is, I didn't actually do a wee. I just stood there um, in position uh, in order to, for a realistic seeming time before I. Didn't so to be fair, room. that man wasn't the weird one in the toilet. Then. <laughs> I wasn't saying he was weird. I was just saying he's inconvenient <laughs> for me. So. Um, Long story short, you've been replaced by your brother. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie's brother, would you like to draw? Oh, this is a, this is a setting from right, the. Is it Wait, we've already we've got hell. Yeah, but that one's been scrapped. Yeah. Oh, no, no, we're no, now no. at the moon. Okay, right. Cast your minds to the moon. I like it. Yeah, I like oh. it, Dan. Okay, okay. We are on the moon, and who's there? Who's there on the moon? But fuck, these handwritings are always shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Hey, I, 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 I can't read this. I can read yeah. that. Oh, Gary Barlow's immaculate anus. <laughs> why is that a character? Why are, why are all these soap opera based? So, mm. Gary... No, Gary Barlow's Gary from Barlow. Take That. Gary, oh, no, Ga- Ga- no, I was getting it with Ken Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ooh. there we have it. We have it. We have... Gary Barlow of Take That's Immaculate Anus. Gary Barlow. On the moon. Can I, can and I what's about to enter it? What's <laughs> about to enter Gary Barlow's Immaculate Anus? I can only hope. <laughs> what does it say? What's entering Gary Barlow's Immaculate Anus? <laughs> Baby oil. <laughs> <laughs> Is it being so, fun? so, 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 getting back to the topic. How do we make... An award-winning drama from baby oil going into Gary Barlow's anus on the moon. So what you do, right, is that you ship Gary Barlow off to the moon, and he always seems very uninteresting because he's got a very monotone voice. I'm Gary Barlow. I'm Gary Barlow. I'm going to the moon. And he gets to the moon, and as soon as he's there, someone punctures his spacesuit with a fucking funnel. And then, (laughs) right, right, right in the arse area. But I bet you can see through a funnel, like you can see through a tiny gap in a funnel, that Gary Barlow's anus is immaculate. What, very, what this sounds less like a anus. drama and more like a documentary. Yeah. It sounds like an episode <laughs> of Coast or something. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have we actually... I, I forgot we actually replaced Robbie. Very good, Robbie. Very good. That's really funny, Robbie. <laughs> Where is Robbie? Where is Robbie? Not Robbie's there. Right? Oh, there he is. <laughs> at the back. <laughs> Robbie, do you want to come back to this? I know my place. So, um... <laughs> how, am I just staying for the rest of the episode? Then? How are uh, you, Robbie's brother? I, I've never been better. How how does it feel being the superior brother? Um, I, d- <laughs> do I don't know anything different. Do you often um, fight? No, but, come on, uh, Robbie. Come on, get back up here. What are we yeah. doing? I've only been here for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. 
<laughs> right, okay. I won a competition to get up here. Okay, Robbie's brother, say your piece. What, what can you say in a microphone that, will, that you want everyone to hear? Oh, no, I was just hoping that I'd stay here for the rest of the season because I was thinking... The maybe season? We'd the season? The season. <laughs> we oh, you season. Ru- the show. You whatever. rugby fans. Yeah, I was thinking maybe we'd kill off Robbie in episode 51, but did we not pull that forward a bit? Uh-huh. Before... <laughs> yes, Verb Dish Radio on Twitter, everybody. Come on, Robbie. I'm, d- I'm doing your job for you. Just come back. Come on, Robbie. Robbie is making you look like a yeah, Robbie. Come on. Come on. Mm. Get out of here, Robbie Mark II. Round of applause for Robbie. Robbie's brother. I do believe in Robbie. To, uh, to, uh, to get more verbal discharge updates, follow Donald J. Trump on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, now get it wrong again. It's, it's amazing because we've done 50 of these episodes now, or almost 50 of these episodes this, now. This is, yeah, and 50. every... Every time we finish an episode, or I spend most of my time over the last sort of year and a half we've been doing this, thinking, why don't more people listen? But the <laughs> moment, the moment I'm in Robert's the audience, not with us. the moment I'm the audience, I suddenly understand why people don't listen. <laughs> kept, it kept, became clear. Can we that one short, Robbie <laughs> Owen? <laughs> what we? Right. So, so final round word of the off, show. Round final word ben. of the show is it's, it's more than one word, but I've just picked it out. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to have to structure this. Normally, what we do is okay. we say the final word of the show, and then we'll play a song. So what we're going to need is, as soon as Ben has said the final word of the show, if we could all break can, up can, into can, like can massive what, applause. Can we do one like, word each? Oh, are there three. four words? No, oh. there's more than four. There's five. So how are we going to do one word each? Well, I'll say the first I'll, I'll, word. I'll get, I'll, I'll, you go, I'll, 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 I'll get to say the last one as well. I'll get to say the first okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Do you, do you okay. the last one? Okay. Ah. Dalek. Sexual. Education. Workshop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us to the end of part one of this best of the year podcast thing. Um, the next two parts will be up in the next few days. In the meantime, even though there's not much of a meantime, you can go to uk, have a look at the website, have a look at all the stuff on there. Facebook, facebook.com, discharge, Twitter at verbdiscradio. Uh, the next one will be up shortly. This podcast has been too long. I realise that. It is over two hours. You may well be looking at six hours in total for the whole three parts. I hope not. We'll try and keep the others shorter. Either way, thank you very much for listening to the end. I realise most of you probably didn't. But hey, if you do want to hear any more of any of the clips you've heard over the course of the last two hours, then you can go back and download them all. Verbaldishow.co.uk has got the archive or there's the RSS feed if you use iTunes, etc. You can do that. Thank you very much. We'll see you shortly with the second part and then next week with the next podcast proper. Thank you very much. Final word of the show, even though it doesn't really count because it's only part one of the show, is... Blueberry. <laughs> <laughs>